Representing the gays and the girls, the hoes for these screeds, and everyone who missed us last week, you tuned into a new episode of The Girls' Room. This week, we're discussing kinks and fetishes. And for What's Tea, we're going to chat about Sweetie and Quavo's breakup, Derek Jackson, Dwayne Wade, and much more. So pop in your headphones so your co-workers don't hear my loud ass and listen to episode 12, which is starting now. Representing the gays and the girls, you're listening to your favorite two fat hosts. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. Fag Albert, a.k.a. Freedom John, a.k.a. The Doll. And I'm sitting here with Della Reese's great niece, so you already know she is in charge of the girls and the ones with the dreadlocks. She is in Vegas. Sorry, wait, I'm sorry. I have to correct you. Um, There's nothing dreadful about dreadlocks. Nothing dreadful about locks. So we have to straighten that out. It's just locks. But proceed. It's locked. Thank you for that lesson, my queen. Hey, you guys. How are you doing today? Oh, yes. Anyway, sorry. She cut me off. So she is, and they are Erica, a.k.a. Mamiana, a.k.a. Thickerita, a.k.a. Fat Badu, a.k.a. The Mother of Shiloh. So now what's going on? <laughs> it's been two weeks. It's been so long. It hasn't. It was just a week. We, we just skipped a week. Right. And I saw, yes. So by the time they listen to this, they'll have not heard us for two weeks. But. Mm-hmm, yeah, so you slow. I'm not slow, but it's just like, it's not <laughs> Like, you know, stuff happens to people, you know. We have to take breaks, mental health breaks. But everything is good on my end. I'm feeling great. I I'm, I'm have clarity about my job 50 years later. Oh my God, not clarity. We love that. Clarity is I, something clarity, that we don't hear often. Clarity. Because I've been working Clarence underneath this clear. guy. <clears throat> I've been working underneath this guy and he recently quit. But every time we did our one-on-ones and I had questions about my new job description, he will always talk to me about his disabled children and how he used to work in Jesuit communities in North Dakota. So I wasn't really getting that much about metrics and what I needed to be doing. So I was feeling really uneasy about my job. So I'm feeling good. And then, you know, I have like a little, a little, um, boothang, you know, <laughs> I'm on boothang, boothang. What, what would you like to tell us about him or them? He's nice. Or her. He's nice. It's to him. He's nice. I love that. <laughs> He's nice, and uh, he also has locks, so it's cool. So, oh, you he know, has locks as well. Yes. Wait. So, are yours real, or are they? Do you still have your real locks, or did Excuse you like me? take them out? What are you saying? I don't understand. What? I'm sorry. What? What are you? I don't understand. Didn't you have like? Didn't you have? Like, didn't you? Didn't you start drawing know. locks? I don't. Yes, then... I have. These are my locks. So you didn't take them out. I cut them off and then I reattached them. <laughs> So those are your locks. Okay, I get yeah. it. So it's like, it's a psychology to it, but they're your locks technically, so go off. 
I had <laughs> I had a mental breakdown while going through postpartum depression, and I cut my locks. Oh, now you're making me begin- feel bad. <laughs> you should be getting It wasn't funny. No, postpartum depression is no joke. I hope that one day we can like talk about it. Maybe have another mom or two or parents on here. Cause that's some shit. I remember I I had a mental breakdown. My mom had to call Rashid, and it was sad. And Rashid had to talk to me like I was a child. He's like, "Yeah, sometimes things are hard. It's okay." <laughs> and mom is like, "Yeah, mom is just like, no, tell him. You have to tell him." And I'm just like, "Okay, mom." Meanwhile, she already told me before you got on the phone, so it was like, "Okay." <laughs> Moms are fun. You're Good a mom. Times. How are you though? I'm doing good. Um, I really can't complain. I am just trucking along, trying to get some projects done, trying to get some life stuff done, and that's pretty much it. You know how I've been. And you both. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What were you about to ask me? I was going to be like, it looks like you're having a good time on your end. I was applauding this. Oh yeah, you know I'm enjoying some of that guanja. Some of that guanja, baby. (laughs) Give me some of that guanja. I was trying to figure out if you were what type of accent you were going for just now because it was like it started off something different and then towards the end it sounded Jamaican, but I don't know if you intended faggot. I was going for faggot. Yes, you did that. That's all you can say. Yes. Um. Okay. Cool. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. No. So I really don't have anything going on, but I thought you asked me. You were about to ask me something else, but um clearly i was wrong so let's check in let's check 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 in um so what's the best show you've watched in the last three months airy does pornography count mm, yeah no let me stop no the like best... real sex is real no. sex back no it's probably not real sex was a really good show and they should bring it back because there's a lot of things that they need to explore and they explore it you know very young me today and a lot of other children and it would um, be amazing with like black direction yeah so I think that's something, you know, that could be done and should be done. But um, I think the best show I've seen in the last three months is um, I got into the Haunting of Hill House very late, but very into that Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, Bly Manor was a bit underwhelming for me, but Haunting of Hill House 100% is the best show I've seen in the last three months. What about what you? those about? Oh, oh, the haunting of like the, the haunting series. Um, so they're basically just about haunting haunted houses. Um, uh, shit. They, you know, Haunting of Hill House was based off of two different books. I don't remember the name of them both, but I believe they're by the same author and it's part of an anthology series. Um, okay, def- anthologies are usually good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, and you know, especially when they recycle the same people. I'm not sure why I enjoy that, but I do. I like consistency. Um, but yeah, Haunting of Hill House is good. That's a fictional series. It's not based off of a true story. And if you're into horror, that's kind of something good that you should check into, but also behind her eyes. That sounds very um, risque. Very, actually, not even risque, more sensual. Very, um, what's, what's that poet's name that does like, the this singular words on the pages and it's like milk and honey or some shit rupee cower yeah, yeah very I very rupee cower yeah very very dig into my soul very like he put his fingers in my honeycomb and it didn't come for him or however that video went that was a very <laughs> <laughs> that was a very uncomfortable video 
Oh, um, I would oh. not like to get into that, which is why it's not on the what's tea topic. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? Wait, what? What? What's a good show that you watched in the last three months? <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Okay, I've yes. been rewatching the series, and when I say the best show I've watched, it's probably not the best show I've watched as far as like what they actually do on there. But when I look back and I'm like, wow, this is what my childhood consisted of—chaos, like. If there was one consistent theme in my childhood, it would have to be chaos and chaoticness because that show is ridiculous. And I'm just learning how just like messy, colorist, transphobic, homophobic, and just overall tired and through the night that show really is. And I'm just like, wow, like I really used to indulge in that and I still do, so. I I was in a work meeting the other day, you guys, and Rashid turned on um, Love and Hip Hop, and there was a very transphobic episode on, and I was so distracted from my meeting, and they kept saying, Erica, Erica, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's me. Okay, and- it's me, it's me, it's me who they love, it's and me. Also- I just want to just put this out here. I will never forgive Rashi for putting mother onto um, Little Women, LA. No, th- no, we're not going to do that because mom put me onto Little Women Atlanta. Wait, did she? Yes, back on Walcott Drive. I came in one day. And wait, you know is how- it wait is it two different things or is it one? Yeah, so it's all one franchise, but they have like different um they have different cities. So they have like Dallas, LA. Um, I didn't Atlanta. even know that. And Atlanta is so... like the most popular one, and that's the one that mom started off watching. That's the one with Miss Juicy. Um. And so, like, yeah, mom, like, was you know how me and you used to be on, like, different work schedules? So mm-hmm. I would be home with mom for, like, a majority of the afternoon. Like, honestly, like, you know, there was a point where, like, I didn't see you. Like, if I was off, you weren't. Yeah. And then if, like, you were off, I wasn't. But, like, mm-hmm. you used to be able to come, like, visit me at Bruno's. So, like, it was different. But, you know, when I was home with mom, like, you know, I learned that mom watched really, like, weird and interesting things at like very early on and like she didn't hide it but like she also liked to cover it up and like oh I'm not even watching this I'm not paying attention and I'm like that's weird because I'm I talked to you for the last five minutes you heard not a word I said because you were looking at the television so that's interesting how that works but love you girl thank you for putting me on to Little Women Atlanta superior reality show that's just really it 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 is a good show i can't watch it It, like i can't watch reality tv rest in peace to miss mini baby we miss you girl p.o.p hold it oh okay i was gonna say r.i.p and you said p.o.p really awkward okay um so question um if you could be any um kitchen appliance what would you be uh, an air fryer because what can't that bitch do <laughs> she is eating the girls like if we had to like just wrap up the pandemic in a word it would be air fryer <laughs> i was going to say tiger king is that a kitchen appliance but i'm just saying in general so wait i also did did like tiger king come out before the pandemic or did it come out like the same month as the pandemic i think it came out the same month i was going to say because we had got like some good documentaries around that time because that was when the whole aaron fernandez thing happened we also got don't fuck with cats like, well actually i think aaron hernandez came out beforehand because yeah because i was watching the aaron hernandez documentary when i got my pregnancy confirmation which was in january Damn it! Oh, so don't fuck with cats. It actually came before Tiger King as well. 
Yeah. Okay, oh cool. no, don't fuck with cats is my shit. If you would have said a year or two, I would have definitely put don't fuck with cats because girl. I just want to say that Garcia from what is that criminal mind? She has nothing on body moving. That was anything like there. I can't never mind. We have to, we she, like, I just no, don't understand. No, no, no we no, have to, we have to get to into quick, this for no, a second. No, I'm sorry. We have to quick sand because I just don't understand how these white folks decided that we could come together for some fucking cats. But y'all can't even like manage to like identify everybody who was at the Capitol. But it seems like y'all have such I and it was crazy because like they were like finding things and like piecing together shit from across the United States by looking at Google Maps coordinates. And I'm like, you bitches have unshown and unseen skills. Real shit, because when she t- when the bull took the picture in front of steps, they went through all the fucking maps. I was like, I don't even have the concentration nor the patience. Like, what really took me out was when she said that she, um, what really took me out was when she was talking about how like she had stepped away from it because it came too much. And then she got back on it. Everybody was like, welcome back, boy. Hey, and I and know, I'm I was like... <laughs> I'm like you bitches is gassing yourselves up with this nut ass corny ass group. But if we're gonna, cat. but I don't know why. But when you said that, it reminded me of how Fantasia Marino gassed herself up in her, um, you know, her biopic movie, and she was walking down the hallway, and everybody was trying to like really like ch- like talk to her and shit, and she had that cornball ass mullet. <laughs> in the case with, but okay, <laughs> that reminded me of that. But, but my bad. <laughs> but I digress. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, so I would have to say air fryer. Air fryers have really been that girl. Um, they have just gotten people through so many hard times and it's helped compel so many people to cook. And I think that is such a wonderful thing. And I think that we should just continue to just all go out and purchase air fryers until the next thing comes to fruition. And um, I think that thing is actually a turkey roaster. Well, a roaster oven. Roaster ovens are really good. And I made my um thanksgiving turkey with that and i think erica will agree that it was amazing it was amazing um so i'm gonna um second that and say you are an air fryer yes because i make so many things better thank you what about you erica um <clears throat> i just is i just need y'all to know real quick it's so hard doing this shit with rashi like the way the duality the way he just like goes from being weird is shit and then be like all like public service announcement and like one second is insane to me but um he has um problems that we um do need to address but not on this episode of course well i have I problems or am i high it could be both to be honest it's definitely high because i remember we used to burst into my room when you were high and you would just swing on the door like you wasn't all of like eight eight feet tall basically and i'm like okay anyway if i was a household i really don't know i really have no idea um i don't fucking know oh okay you know what um you would be a kitchen a mixer because you make things whole And you like need and knock the shit out of things until they just like, you know, become that's, one. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Aren't you sweet enough to kill a diabetic? But also the most toxic because you need to learn when to quit. Um. Okay, cool. So I just like... <laughs> Come on, you put you put your mic on me. You how how fucking. What's funny is I did it on purpose because I wanted I didn't want the audience to hear me laugh, so I wanted them to think. Anyway, I was like, okay, cool. 
So I'm just going to give you guys a brief, um, you know, preview a sneak peek of what we'll be talking about today of course we'll be doing um what's cheap as usual um a few of the topics that we'll be going over is sweetie and quavo um Derek jackson of course Lil mama um kylie jenner and um, those are just a few to talk about um for our main topic we'll be delving into the world of kinks and fetishes a very introductory discussion um nah, 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 come on Nah, 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 come on, come on, come on. Okay, I think, yeah, so we'll be exploring kinks and fetishes um, on like a beginner's level, of course, because I don't really think that either of us kind of have um, dove deep into that um, 100%. So, yeah, so we'll be doing that, um, and hopefully you guys like it. Uh, We're looking forward to talking about it, so let's get into it. (laughs) her i mean meow so the first thing we have on the list this week as she was talking about earlier sweetie actually broke up with quavo which is really interesting because quavo and sweetie kind of seemed like that couple right that like didn't really necessarily have anything going on um i don't know they look they looked really good though i'm not even gonna lie I think Quavo looks really weird. He looks like a child. But don't they all kind of have that look in Migos? You know, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-mm. I could be walking down the street and Takeoff could be walking right next to me and I wouldn't know a thing. But I know exactly how Quavo and, and um, Offset Yeah, were. I don't know much about Takeoff. I'm not sure if. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. And I know that Offset looks like a grown ass man. So I wouldn't say that about Offset. So I think. I just feel like they all look problematic in a way. Like they all probably are narcissists or probably cheat on women. That's so funny that you made that connection because I said, (laughs) I said he looks like a child. And then you said, well, they all have a problematic look. Like, but like, (laughs) even with that, like, you know, Quavo could be a problematic kid, like a badass kid, but like, they all just have that look like they cheat on women. They don't respect women. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're the Migos, right? Like, they're the Amigos. (laughs) All for one and one for all. (laughs) Yeah, I might be honest. I don't know that many Migos songs. I know Motorsport and I know Fight Night. They, um, Versace. Remember Versace? Versace, Versace. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's them. Okay. Okay, I know three. Yeah, and Bat and Bougie. See, I don't, I just know that we said fat and bougie. I don't know the actual bad. You never listen to Bat and Bougie? No, nah, I, mean, I don't think so. Drop tops. Cooking up dope in the cock pot. Fucking your bitch, she a thot thot. No? Okay, wow. That's... I probably heard you do it when you were cooking in the kitchen before, but probably. I don't think I've heard it like. I just can't believe that you don't know what Bat and Bougie is. That was really a staple of like 2016, 2017. Well, sorry to disappoint you. Thanks said I said I sorry to them. But anyway, so the Migos kind of like had a big part in um helping Sweetie's career take off. I'm like I think that we can have a general consensus on that because again, she was the least famous at the time out of the two in the couple. Um so I do believe that, you know, Migos presence around her helped to build her up, but I think that Sweetie since then has able to been been able to kind of outbrand Migos, right? Because Migos kind of <clears throat> created this insurgence of like rappers who kind of sound like them. So like, there's like this whole 
big goodie bag to pick from when it comes to like the sound of the Migos. And then also just their like out of the studio presence isn't as like heavy as hers. So she's done really good like from Instagram, right? So again, I said this on Twitter, but she feels like that homegirl who eats anything. Like she's just genuinely just like seems like a very nice girl. Um and just overall sweet and never like is in drama. Like I'm not even gonna say really in drama because I haven't like seen her in drama at all. Um and she's consistent in the studio. So while the Meagles have been, while we haven't heard a peep from the Meagles, whether they've been featured on something, we've heard from Sweetie every summer. She's been on my own playlist every summer, and she's usually one of the leading songs, honey. So y'all can say that she can't rap, but she still gets all the spins, honey. Um, but she pretty much tweeted that um, that they, I guess, had come to an end. And so verbatim, she said that I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Um, and she then went on to say that like presents don't band-aid scars and that the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. And I- um, There's no lie there. Yeah, not at all. There's not a lie at all, right? Um, and so, you know, so many people were saying, you know, y'all look so good for, you know, the past few months and you guys were a great cup war. At least it seems like that. Right. And so that's the big thing with, Insta with Instagram and internet. Facades, social media, that, yeah. yeah. Like we get to put on the front. And so she had went on to kind of like rebuttal to that and just say that she would, she had emotionally checked out a long time ago and that, um, she has walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom. Um, and of course, Quavo gave the normal nigga rebuttal with like, I thought I could trust you and I wish you only the best, baby girl. <laughs> and other like really ego-centered responses. And she just basically left him with a take care and got to the bag. She's been in magazines and interviews and videos consistently since announcing it. And that was only last week. And so being as though she's been featured in multiple things should let you know that she's not, um, she may have checked out of checked out of the relationship but she's checked into the bank so we love that for her and that's on period i'm always here for people just like collecting their mental health and getting out of toxic situations i've unfortunately had to deal with a lot of conversations with men of course specifically cis hetero men in which like they kind of try to demonize her because she stayed in that situation despite her being unhappy but stayed because of the gifts um saying that she's a gold digger and i just feel like people's um fucking like priorities are in the wrong places because at the end of the day a cheater is a cheater and if she decided to stay with the gifts say for the gifts that's her personal prerogative and i don't give a fuck and he at the end of the day he just shouldn't have fucking cheated i don't know why people are trying to pick a problem with her take with her keeping a birkin being here for a birkin a birkin is a trophy now Get the fucking trophy. Just like when women break, when men and women break up in marriages, when they divorce, keep the fucking ring, girl. Why not? You gave it to me because you were in love with me. And, you know, us leaving doesn't really change anything. I mean, parting ways doesn't change anything. Um, I am really happy for her. Um, of course, and, you know, just her, not, not going to say new fame, but, you know, just for her consistency and her work um, with music and just her image as a whole and just for you know having the strength to leave a toxic situation because I know it is hard I've been in a lot of situations where there are toxic ties there but I don't have really the strength to go and it's a lot of reasons why people don't leave toxic relationships it could be out of convenience you never know and also just as Rashid said earlier 
And also I said it earlier, they look good together. Just because people look good together doesn't mean that everything is going well um, with the couple. Because as we've seen and how a lot of memes constantly like to tell us, social media only shows us a highlight reel. And I know that y'all know it best because y'all be posting pictures in Tulum and shit and then y'all be sleeping on the floor at your grandma's house. So let's talk about that. Um, But other than that, happy for don't like Quavo not really a fan of Migos do they have Bob sometimes yes but also I'm also looking forward to a different type of tune a different type of music I'm tired of hearing the auto tune and the ad libs I don't know I want to hear something ethereal it's very similar to food like we need to kill more animals I want some more meat because beef and chicken is starting to get boring for me (laughs) I guess That's I'm getting. How I, feel. I guess I'm getting the analogy. I'm here for it, um, and I would have to agree with you. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing with me. I think that sweetie. Um, I mean, you I think that sweetie is, you know, on path on a path to greatness. I think that she's on a path that's going to go far beyond the Migos. Um, and I think as long as she stays dedicated to her work and she stays dedicated to her craft, she can become one of the most profitable and marketable um, female rappers that we have today. Um, and she already is getting to that. And I think that this lesson has just taught us that, you know, niggas consistently are always reminding us that where there's a man, there's an escape plan. Um, so Cole Red, beloved, speaking of Cole Red. Damn it. what do you want to talk to us about airy speaking of ancient niggas i just want to talk about Derek jackson because this situation has been very funny for me um if you guys do not know Derek jackson is a self-renowned a self-pronounced um relationship guru he has a series of books and he also is is constantly telling people how to be in their relationships how men should treat women he has books about um a cheating man's heart um treating women like they're queens and things of that nature but unfortunately i believe the past week or two he has been caught up in a scandal a few scandals actually where he has um been caught in extramarital affairs um i believe it happened and you know um it started um it became you know people started to talk about it the first week of march and then it just kind of came to light within the last two weeks last week specifically um he had two mistresses Um, but one of them is, you know, one of them is the main one. Um, and ironically enough in the videos where he's usually in his car in front of a specific house, it's the house of the mistress. It's not the wife's house. It's not in front of his house. It's in front of the mistress's house. So he's either in route to a booty call or he's coming from a booty call to then give people life lessons and relationship lessons. So it's very interesting. Um, so of course people have been attacking him online and for good reason because how are you telling us how to how to live in our relationships how to love women how to love men and you're not even doing right by your wife and again I said earlier he talks about the cheating man's heart and you wrote a whole book about that and now I'm very much thinking that this is all coming from your heart because you're a cheating man it's very sad I never condone cheating at all I'm never a fan of cheating um and also to like add insult to injury he came out with an apology video with his wife by his side where he's apologizing to his wife and he's apologizing to his followers 
about the transgressions and it's really just um a very cringeworthy video i'm not sure if if you've seen it, Rashid, I've seen it. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. And the and it's also like the mannerisms he's doing in the video is it, what, what makes me even more uncomfortable. Um, it seems very scripted, the way he's holding his wife. Um, it's very rehearsed. And I feel sorry for her. Um, of course, because she was cheated on, but also because as um unfortunately as we all are aware women are oftentimes blamed in these situations even when it's not their fault um so there's been a lot of social media chatter where they're you know making comments about the wife's outfit the wife looks homely the wife's wearing a bonnet the wife has glasses the wife um isn't wearing revealing clothes so because of that apparently she deserves to be cheated on um, not really sure where that narrative comes from, but it's extremely problematic and I hate it. I hate it all. Um, it's very inappropriate. Um, at the end of the day, a cheater is going to cheat. Um, it doesn't matter what you wear. If it's in a, and if it's in a person's nature, if it's in a person's heart to cheat, you're going to cheat. There's nothing you can wear and nothing you can do that can stop that. So we can stop demonizing his wife and just like hold him accountable for his actions because that's a grown-ass man that's a grown-ass woman but I also want to say she wasn't wearing a bonnet she was wearing a beret that's all I wanted to say and, and I think that period. is a that okay that's on um, fashion choices um so I think that my first initial response to hearing you kind of like revisit this topic because i did actually go i watched the video actually not too long before we got on this um podcast today um so my initial reaction to jackson um to deshaun jackson whatever the fuck his name is is that it's like oh wow a man that's you know preaching about relationships Mom, living a completely different can you get my laptop charger you know there's nothing surprising here um and so, you know, I, I also want to let you know that, yeah, right, right. You thought you, yeah, you thought you, yeah, you thought you muted your mic and you muted your camera. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's all right. I'm sorry, you guys. You. Um, my laptop has been going through technical difficulties. It was on 100% and it's now looking at 22%. My apologies to you guys and Rashi. So yeah, um, thank you for that, Erica. So yeah, so basically I was just like, yeah, like a man who preaches about like relationships, living a completely different lifestyle, there's really nothing surprising there. And then I think the other thing that really kind of like annoyed the fuck out of me was the fact that he kind of said that he didn't hope that he made people feel like he is perfect or a philosopher. And that was interesting to me because I'm like, nigga, like you garnered over a million followers by doing so. And you don't understand how you've led people astray to believe that, to believe that you're this like relationship love guru. I think that your page itself speaks to that. I think, didn't you say that he has a book? Yeah, he has multiple books and I'm really um, not understanding what the point of it is. I guess he understood that that was an avenue to make money and he capitalized off of that as expected. And I feel like other people would do, but I, 
am not happy about this. His followers are not happy about him. I've seen him in passing on explore pages and I've never looked at his content until now. And honestly, the stuff that he's saying is just common sense. And I don't really think he needed to get all of, um, he needed to make books about it. I don't think he needed to get all these followers. It's just if people had common sense, they would know to do these things and to treat their partners with respect, so... Yeah, like, I guess that's my whole thing about, like, relationship gurus and, like, about people like, you know, Deshaun specific, I mean, well, Derek or whatever the fuck his name is. It's okay, we know you don't care about his name. Exactly. Um, very microaggression tease. Um, and so I guess it's also... The fact that he's saying that it's not affecting their relationship because at that point i kind of have to ask well if it's not affecting your relationship and this news is old then why do you have to make a video right why do you have to come on here and tell the world how solidified and how peaceful and how you know committed to your relationship you are if it's already a mutual understanding and agreement between you and your wife Right. I don't think that you not being bothered by all of these accusations and quote unquote unquote old news would warrant <laughs> a video, an almost 10 minute video at that, right? <laughs> um and then it's like it's it's damage control. It's absolutely damage control. hundred percent. For the people, of course, who follow his words and who have figured out because here's the thing, right? So there are a very good vast majority of a majority of us who are like, this is fucking ridiculous. They're fucking crazy, and I don't want any parts of this, and this is why I don't watch YouTube shit, right? But then there's also a vast majority of people who I don't surround myself around who I realize are feeding into this bullshit and so he does have a following and he does have a loyal band of stands that he has to appeal to and that he has to apologize to um and so like yeah and then also again it's also just a manipulation that i feel right to keep her yeah. in the relationship um and then if i have to move on to something else wow this is just like popcorning i would also have to say that i just don't understand what he means when he says in the video that he doesn't stand by his actions because i think that when he was knee deep in whoever's pussy right i think that he was not only standing but i think he was laying in his actions which is really interesting to me and laying in um their their bed the wife yeah, the bed right? that him and his wife share but just want to say um from what I also understand is that she left him initially. She left him initially when it all happened. And then she didn't come back until she saw a change of his mindset, his actions. I don't really know how that happened, but the, the I, path I, to I, God and we'll get I, there. But I also, <laughs> I, I trust her, I think, but then also no, cause I'm sure she's damaged. I'm sure he's manipulating her. Like he's manipulating the masses and it's very sad. Um, but he you know he also uses an excuse that it happened when they were separated i'm not sure how valid that is but i don't <sighs> like him at all but that's the thing to me and like that's what the whole apology was right it was like him saying that it's not right but it's not right but it's not right but and i'm like wow and so it's you no brought good. up something and you were saying that i just don't know what let him you know what changes he was making and in the video, they were talking about this path to God and this path to being with, um, like, God's path. 
And I'm just like, wow, this is interesting because this conversation is exposing like something that I find to be very venomous um, among Christians and that there's like just a lot of like harm and damage that people bypass in the name of being on God's path, right? So you can make mistakes as long as you pray to God and you tell him about your mistakes, but there's no actual like physical and tangible work being done. You're just praying and you're telling God that you're doing bad in the hopes that you will not go to hell. And I promise you, there's still a special place there for you. Don't you worry. However, you think that praying without any actual work is going to get you there. And I think that that's fucking crazy. That's also just the, I'm sorry, but that's just the laziness of people as a whole. Cause when you think about how people make wishes and they want all this shit to happen and they don't make the necessary steps to make it happen. Like if somebody says, oh, help me win the lottery, right? I want to win the lottery. But then they don't even do the simplest shit like buy the ticket so they can win right. the lottery. Exactly. It's very similar to that. So yeah, I um well I I personally feel like people like that should go to hell. He needs to go to hell. I say that very often about the people that we talk about that are problematic on the show, but he should probably go to hell. Cause he's that's what my that's what mom calls a cardinal Christian. I think that you were talking about his wife as well. Um, and you were talking about what you believe. And I think that that's a good question, right? Like she agreed with a lot of his sentiments. Um, even though her body language was off in the video, that's what I feel, right? Again, she yeah. says her body language was not off. She's made follow-up videos in her um, army fatigue, oh, you know, no. Destiny's Child Soldier No, outfits. please, listen, those follow-up Dude. videos were a cry for help. It was a cry for And help. that's my thing, right? So I have to like say to myself, like, well, do we believe her? I don't necessarily know, right? But I know do I I do know about maybe three, four things. I know that it's not my place, right? Because she's in a relationship, not me. I know that she could be in a much more dangerous or a much more laxed situation than we know and that we assume. Yeah. Right? Excuse me as I take a sip of water. I'd rather you do a sip than, you know, yell into the mic like I did earlier. So <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm still cringing about that, but go ahead. I was like, oh my God, this is so ghetto. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, this. when I was doing it, I looked down and I was like, Ugh. oh no. And it's real though. Um, oh, Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> excuse me. So I think that like, I'm also... We've all done dumb shit in the name of love, right? So, like, we've all been victim to, yeah, one one too many times to some fuck shit that we may have told ourselves we would never do. But once you find yourself in a situation, and it depends on the time you put in, how much commitment you have, and then what is the status of your relationship, right? So there's a very big difference between somebody going out and cheating on a girlfriend and a girlfriend staying with no ties. And then it's also a very big difference between somebody being married and having all of that time and all of that effort put into a relationship. And all of this time you think you've been building trust with somebody and then you figure out they do that, right? So it's very different. And it's very different how that can look depending on the person. And I do think that, again, like Erica said, there should be some more compassion kind of shown for her. Um, and it be it, it became ugly. It became very ugly very quick. I and something that what were you gonna say? I, I don't no, mind hearing. No, 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 my bad. Go ahead. I was just saying that it's no longer about the situation, and it became about her looks very fast, like you were saying um, earlier. And that overall was speaking to a lot of misogynoir for me, um, mm-hmm. because yeah. they were calling her ugly. She's not an ugly girl. I'm look. I looked at that woman. I've seen like all five videos of hers. Now 
do I think that she look a mess a little bit with that beret on? A little bit, right? Um, but I also don't take my time to go up on the internet and when people are having a very serious conversation about what relationship manipulation and abuse could look like, right? And then start talking about this woman who's already going through such a fucking probably emotional time right now because her face is all over the internet and he has her looking fucking stupid. So like, I can only imagine how the fuck she's feeling right now because I know when I do shit in private that I don't even tell my friends about, I still feel embarrassed because I feel embarrassed for my fucking self, right? So... The fact that she can, you know, that she's sitting up there and like she's already gone through such a traumatic experience for y'all to start throwing jabs like looks and things like that and then wonder why people get like these crazy ass, you know, reconstruction surgeries just for y'all to then two years later after their fucked up botch, you know, botch surgery say she looks so much prettier than. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just be like, girl, like, what do y'all actually want out of people? And like, it just reeks Everything. of, I have to make it about her. I have to make it about what she's wearing. I have to make it about, she should have been keeping her appearance up. It was giving very much, you know, there's its own It was giving massage noir. It was giving a theme for her because it was giving very much Destiny's Child because, you know, she was giving soldier tees in that one video where she was talking about the back glass and she had her, you know, her Christ warrior. About I don't. I don't her. even want to talk. That 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 video was wild. Yeah, it was very. It was, it was so a wild. cry for help, like you said. And then you know, um, the thing she was saying was giving very much um, cater to you. Cater to exactly cater to you. You know, what I'm saying there wasn't a sign of if though in in the thing. But I really wanted to be like singing girl with her. <laughs> like I can tell you've been crying and you needing somebody to talk to. Yeah. Okay. That's that's real. That's a nice connection you made. Okay, wait, but wait, you don't have to make it like this. Here, that's what singers do. They just they start singing and shit. Okay. I know. So this is like it's it's really crazy. And like even going back to the whole God thing, she kind of just swept it under the rug in the name of the Lord. And so I guess for me, (laughs) I'm just like she's okay with it because God is God. And this is what she said. She's okay with it because of that. She said, God, she said, you know what? I thought about it. And I realized that no matter what, God is looking over situations. So because God was looking over her situation, she has more diligence and more like patience with the situation. And I'm like, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life, beloved. But you go ahead and believe what you want to believe or put on whatever front you want to put on. Um, But just know we here to talk whenever you want to. And I just want to say that I don't know what God allows for you to, you know, I don't know what God allows for. And I guess this is some of the conversations that I want to have. Maybe this is, you know, maybe this can, we can have a facilitated discussion with like, you know, like Christians, right? From it's about to be like, not mom, Lord Jesus. Um, Like what God allows for the home that you built to crumble around you, right? Like what God allows for like a man, you know, what God puts a man in your life, right? Um, In despair, because like you know what okay i'm sorry i'm 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 phrasing that wrong you're you're cool what god puts a man in your life that causes you nothing but despair because he's walking in god's path 
You know what I'm saying? So what does that say about God's path? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's really crazy that we're forgiving shit like that. And we're forgiving like the tarnishing of a union and the deliberate like cheating and the deliberate like you can please remember that people have to remember that you can put people's health at risk by cheating on them. And that's a, pl- a place and a point of people view don't that think about from. that. People don't think about that, though, unfortunately. But just going off of what you said about Christianity and how this plays a part in the situation, um, much of Derek Jackson platform is built off of Christianity. But do I, I really and again, like you said, you don't know her. I don't know her either. I really do doubt that she's just that she really feels that way, though, because if she does, that really is mental illness. And I hope that she doesn't have that. But again, if she's dealing with him, definitely. But I don't think she's saying because he's a Christian man and she's a Christian woman. I really don't. But also, um, and then going back to another topic, just to reiterate and just to clarify, even if she was unattractive, that does not mean attract unattractive people deserve to be cheated on. Everybody is worthy and deserving of love. So like all of these memes are in, are completely unnecessary and appropriate. And it's very hurtful to see um, what Rashi said earlier is this is this like misogynoir. And it's true because it reminds me very much of the Tessica situation, the Gorilla Glue Girl, um, where it's like, you know, they're clearly in pain. They're, you know, they were harmed and we make a joke out of it. But we would never do this to a white woman. We haven't. There's no reason why she, there should be memes about her. There's no reason why she has to defend how she looks. There's no reason why people have to combat it, giving her like with pictures of her and her Sunday's best and shit like that. Because either way, she can be loved if she's ugly. If somebody has a snaggle tooth, they can be loved. And I'm just saying snaggle tooth because it goes against societal standards of what beauty is. Nothing's wrong with a snaggle tooth. Nothing's wrong with a horn in the middle of your head. But if you have it, you deserve to be loved. That's all I want to say period so it's a very good point that you said that and you made the connection how like white women don't have to go through that kind of agony right and that kind of criticism and i think that is real because this is a little bit more extreme but it still goes into relationship and domestic abuse right um dr dre and his wife his wife is you know they got a divorce and shit like that he had to pay her a settlement remember she has said that she was enduring like you know physical abuse and that he actually beat her like so hard that she lost hearing in one of her ears, right? She didn't, I, I I didn't see any public outcry from black men that weren't supporting her. And it's crazy because we've seen so many other abusive situations pop off like IE Chris Brown and Rihanna, where like they had so much to say about Rihanna and so much that, you know, they Chris Brown was able shit. to paint, right, paint on her and things like that, right? Um. And so I think that it was, it's really interesting that you brought that up and that that is 100% accurate because, you know, what happened to Dr. Dre's wife was 100% wrong, but she, she is a white woman and she had no agony, no criticism, no judgments placed on her about what she said. Everybody took her face value and, you know, even came out and was just like, you know, this isn't what we do. This isn't right. Um, even with, hmm. Even with, I, I think before people from Common Sense Twitter stepped in, um, when Fabulous, his um, baby mom, Emily B, came out and they were like doing this like, you know, back and forth on Twitter about how much they love each other. And so many people were like, oh my God, I want a relationship like Fab and Emily B. And then like some of us were like, yeah, but he like knocked her teeth out. Like, like he- It's just people so conveniently forget 
<laughs> the terrible shit. And I never understand that. It's like you just read the article. It's on the shade room. You like the post. You like the post. Like, he's side shorting. Like, what's up? Like, maybe like, when that happened? But yeah, but overall, I really hope this sis gets well. I hope she gets better. Um, Peace and blessings to her, none to him. And I hope that she figures out whatever she needs out of this relationship or, you know, she's able to figure out what she wants because he ain't it, girl. So you need to get rid of him. He's, He's willing to die on the hill of cheating. And you need to die on the hill that has the nearest bank on it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Get that coin. Okay, real city girl shit. City girl's about to be up by five if she do that. <laughs> um, so the next thing on the agenda, um, Dwayne Wade had an interview with I Am Athlete. So I'm not really particularly familiar with this interview series, but it seems like they do a lot of, of course, athletic interviews and a lot of athletic work. Um, it is, but it is an urban channel. So I watched this interview um, and they did an interview with Dwayne Wade and they were talking about, kind. Of, they want to know about, of course, his career, um, what he considers being the GOAT and what it means to him. But what they kind of did with this one was focus on his parenting. So, you know, for a, few, a good amount of years now, right? Um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade have been in a relationship. I didn't even realize they had been in a relationship since I was at least like in high school. Damn, like, that was a long time ago. Right. I didn't realize that. I mm-hmm. like social media sometimes makes things seem so close together and it doesn't mm-hmm. make for a timeline for a lot of shit because you're like, I didn't wow. know it was that long, but yeah, they've been right. together for a while. I don't think people really hyped them up until recently, though. Like, yeah, they so were probably around the time they got married. Yeah. Yeah, they were um together around the time, um, like looking ass by Nicki Minaj came out. And like, and I didn't realize that that was like 2012, 2013. And I'm like, damn. That's interesting that you drew that connection. Was that a part of the song or? No, that was really just a part of like me, like kind of remembering where I was at in my, in my, in my, well, yeah, okay. being where I was at in that time of my life. And I just kind of remember like different shit. Like I always remember what songs I listened to when I was working at Bruno's, like, you know, just different shit. So I, sometimes songs make me remember things that i was reading while i was listening to it so that oh no it makes sense i just didn't know if that was in the song or not i didn't (laughs) i'm just i'm familiar with looking at his boy but i'm not which is a terrible song also by the way but like i'm not really familiar with um her joy yeah you You don't remember looking ass i don't remember it like that rashi i need you wait what i'm I'm gonna let you go ahead every day in the no i I remember how it go i just don't remember all of the joins like yeah no Um, i don't remember Rashid, when I and this is to everybody who listening, when I say that I don't remember shit, I'm not saying it to be smart. I genuinely don't remember a lot of shit that would happen before Shiloh, unless it was like really, really significant. I don't remember it. It must be some trauma, very similar to how I can't remember shit from the collab when me and Rashid first met. That makes a lot of sense because that was around like your first year of college. Yeah, so that was why that was a traumatic year. Yes, that's probably why. I do not remember it. Shout out to Chaney, though. Girl, I was eating four locos and Vladimir Vodka <laughs> making the punch. Okay. <laughs> that was um, shit. No, but on some real shit, I'm um, just, you know, just to um, go back into what we were talking about. So they were focusing on his parenting because, you know, in the last few years, especially since his like relationship with Gabby, um, Gabrielle Union, you got to see a whole different side of them as not only just a couple, but as like a family, right? So they kind of like, they they move and they practice this practice of love um and compassion and joy and acceptance in their family 
And so it's been a really amazing thing to see. And um, more, most importantly, what has like, you know, kind of put that magnifying glass on his parenting has been his relationship with his daughter, Zaya Wade, who is um, a transgender young woman. Um, and that has caused a lot of controversy, of course, in the media and people have had very, you know, unappealing things to say. Um, but I want to say that he did come up with some good points about fathering and parenting. Um, he kind of made sure that people know that no two children are alike, right? Mm -hmm. So you should be making an effort to learn about your kids. And so with said, a lot of people think that they know their kids and that's why they get so upset at them when they learn new things about them because they realize they just don't know their kids as much. And that's a reflection of them. That's a reflection of, I didn't really want to get to know you and I was too busy to get to know you. And so I made an assumption about who the fuck you should have been. I was projecting on you and now I'm mad that you're not living up to my projections. Um, um, and he had kind of like said that he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't um, parent his his oldest son, who's like 19, his name is Zaire, to Kavia, because like Kavia is two years old, and they're from two different generations at that point, right? Um, so it's like, he can't parent them the same. So he realizes he has to learn, he has to be actively learning about each of them to make sure he understands where they're coming from as people and how they're growing into the people they're growing to into. Um, and then he also said that there is a village that raises his kids outside of just him. And so it, that for me was a nice talking point because I think that a lot of times celebrities aren't real about their experiences as like parents. And that's kind of deceptive because they put on this front, like they're always with their kids while they're always, you know, balancing these careers. And that's not always true. So, you know, you want to have a family, which is valid, but you also have to work. Mama and Papa have to work or, you know what I'm saying? Whoever it is has to work. Therefore, you may need a village. So you might need grandma to watch or you might need a babysitter to come in. You might need a tutor. You might need all this extra shit. But he was real. And I um I appreciated that. Um, so now we're the one thing that I do disagree with his point on was, you know, the host kind of brought up the talking point about Zia Wade and how it's been with the whole conversations and criticisms put on him, his parenting, and his family, right? Um, and so one of the people, of course, that he brought up as the critics was Lil Boosie. And he was, he was asked what he would say to Lil Boosie and the other critics who have said things. And so his response was he would thank them because it started a conversation, whether you agree or not, it's a conversation and the conversation needed to happen and it's happening. And I would have to, A, disagree on a few things, right? Mm -hmm. And I said all of this on Twitter. And I'm just going to reiterate myself for those who didn't see it. Um, and just also because these are just my true thoughts. I think that there's too much love and acceptance in the water for all the wrong shit, right? Yeah. Because this is letting me know that what we're perceiving as a loving and accepting family isn't actually a loving and accepting family, right? And and they are, and I, I don't doubt that Zaya is receiving like love, but I do doubt that she's receiving full support based on that one comment. Because I can't think anybody who is bringing any kind of harm and violence to my child. And that's the thing about it is that they think that these things that people are saying are just a quote unquote, unquote conversation and that there's no repercussions for these statements and that they're just opinions 
when it's so much more than that, it's a direct attack on people, right? And so those direct attacks manifest not just through words, but also through, they become physical actions. And that's why we have to put so much emphasis on already on protecting our trans folks, specifically our trans youth. And my heart always kind of just goes out to Zaya because I couldn't imagine, right? So me being Rashid at 14, 15, I wasn't out, but I also wasn't coming out when I did as a trans person. And the vi- even though there is violence still against queer people and it's still prevalent, we're not going to say that it's not prevalent, but what we're going to say is we're not being affected at a vi- we're not victims of violence at higher rates than trans people are. So I couldn't imagine being a child, right? And, you know, taking this big step and being, you know, real with yourself and real with those around you about who you are. Um, and just having to intake so much negative backlash from not just your family, right? Your family seemed like the easy part. And again, that may be an overstep because it may not have been that easy. Um, but then it's like, now I'm innocent. I didn't ask for celebrity. I didn't ask for my dad to be rich. I didn't ask for my dad to be a fucking famous basketball player, but I now have to like handle the backlash and the criticisms of the entire fucking world. Yeah. And so, like, that seems like a cop-out to me when you thank those people and you tell those people that you started a conversation when I haven't seen anything but hate, right? And so I'm, like, getting emotional over here because it's real, because it's like, who the fuck? Like, I couldn't imagine being a parent. I couldn't imagine, like, any of my guy kids coming to me and telling me that somebody's hurt them and then, like, I'm going to thank them. Like, that doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> like sorry, Erica, you know like I would lose my fucking mind if one of my guys like say you know just say like you know say Cammy or you know what I'm saying or um Shiloh was like trans came out as trans came out as another gender you know whatever cool great I couldn't imagine them coming to me and telling them telling me that people were being violent to them and maybe this is me this is not not maybe this is me still needing to grow but there's no motherfucking way that they would come in and tell me that a class full of people are being violent towards them and then i go to meet with their parents and their parents are saying shit and you not think that i'm going to get in a fight <laughs> that's real though that's 100 percent real and um I just feel like well first off thank you for giving you know your interpretation of his answer to that question because I never even thought about it when I thought of him answering the question I kind of just look at it as how scripted um you know um celebrities are in interviews and how they try to be politically correct or they try not to and you know of course it's like the other end um where they try to where they say like chaotic things to get publicity of any of any type um, I, when it comes to the way that Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade resire, um, I always have mixed feelings on applauding Dwayne Wade because I feel like too often we applaud black men for doing the bare minimum. Period. Um, and that's on period. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I'm trying to get out of that because, you know, I, and I say that because, you know, I, I, I come from a household with strong women. Um, women raised me. 
my dad did not raise me. He didn't, you know, of course, you know, he didn't have any part of my upbringing. So I oftentimes see black dad, black dads specifically with their kids. And I always praise them for being there for their kids when that's just a necessary function. That's the minimum. So I want to be like, I'm so proud of Dwayne Wade for being there for Zaya and, you know, for speaking up for not in that specific interview, of course, but just for speaking up and for loving her from what we see in the media. But in all reality, when it comes to being a parent, you're there to love your child. You're there to support your child. I can't imagine any type of setting in which mom wouldn't love or support me. And I know that's not always the case with parents because not everybody's parent is that way. But I was, I just happened to be lucky enough to have a parent that did care about me in that way and supported me. Even though she doesn't support when my nipples are out, but she supports me and she loves me. Um, But... I didn't see the entire interview. So I'm just going based off of what Rashid said in that specific moment for the thing. Um, but just like, I just wanted to be known that if something was said about Shiloh in any capacity where they were attacking her or her character or who she was as a person, I would just have to tell Rashid that you have to take care of her now because I'm probably going to go to jail. Because there's no way you're going to attack my child and think I'm not going to say shit. That's bitch made shit and I've never been a bitch. Like I might not, I, I'm not a fighter. I've never been a fighter, but I'll go down swinging for my child and it's really about nothing. And Boozy, I haven't listened to Wipe Me Down since around. She know that's my anthem. So that's just that. Um. That's what period. And then I think that that's the interesting part about it is that they're asking a question about Boosie. Like, he's a known abuser. Like, you literally order strippers for your teenage son to have sex with. You're fucking weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? A motherfucker like Boosie could never tell me about my parenting and they could never tell me about my child or have an opinion on them. And you know what I'm saying? Boosie has given like these little like tired ass fucking, you know, apologies since then, but it's still nothing. Of, it's it's still of nonsense to me. It's still of like, you know what I'm saying? Nothingness to me because I just feel like there's a pattern and he has a pattern of disrespect. Like he's a hood nigga. Like I expect nothing less to be honest, right? Which but then is I, sad. Which, and I, I think that it is something to be said about people who just cannot garner enough respect up to keep their fucking opinion to themselves, right? And this is for people who are so gung-ho on being, who are always on some everything ain't for the socials type shit. You niggas be talking about ain't everything for, ain't for the socials, but run right the fuck to them when you think you got this heavy ass opinion that's fucking coded in nothingness. Period. Let me just tell you something. Baby, the way I would B-E-A-T Lil Boozy's ass bitch, <laughs> like... Like, it's no way none of the girls have, like, challenged these niggas to a fight. Like, I, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I'm operating right now. I'm coming from a place of violence when it comes to my family. And I want everybody to know that. And I tell people that all the time. Like, I take so much shit, right? I can take so much shit from people and I won't say shit. As soon as you start coming from my family and my loved ones, like, I'm going down swinging and I'm resorting to violence as a number one. There's no restorative justice in it. It's none of that. We're not talking shit out. And one of us is going to jail. Just, it's probably not y'all. I just want to say, I don't know why, but when you started saying that, I heard like toy soldiers playing in my head by Eminem. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was playing the whole time. But um, no, I think that uh, the way the public has reacted uh, to Zaya as a whole has been really... Um, unsettling Zaya is a child and even if 
she wasn't a child it's just like at the end of the day that's their fucking life and they are the ones that's living it so I don't really under I don't understand how you living your truth or you loving who you love is you know can really cause problems in my life the only way I could be jealous of, of I could be upset about someone you're loving is if I'm trying to fuck them too and that goes for homophobia as well I think homo- people who are homophobic are gay because if you're upset that I'm taking dick as a man that means you want the dick it's all just and- one insecurity it's really just going back to like you know toxic masculinity and like you know overall just colonization like colonization really like I say it all the time and people think that I'm playing but colonization colonialism whatever way you want to fucking like say it baby it's snapped and we are seeing the effects every day and that's all this shit goes back to because it's like it's crazy how like resources and materials are out there and these are people with resources right Mm -hmm. these are people with resources who are choosing to be ignorant and i mean like Dwayne Wade did say again he did again that was another thing he said when he's learning his kids you know what I'm saying? He may be from old school, but he has to learn a new school. And he said he may not know much, but he does know that he has Google. He has friends to talk to. And he has the person who is presenting, you know what I'm saying, who they are in front of them to learn from them. And I think that those are all starting points, right? But I don't think that anybody is willing to let down that wall. Um, let down like, you know, that bullshit, that socialized bullshit that, you know, they've been fed. They're not willing to be uncomfortable for all of five seconds to get to know somebody. And I think that like, that's what it is. Like men just aren't willing to be taken out of their comfort zones because the world is supposed to be comforting for them. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, you know, all the grown men and it usually is grown men that, you know, have to comment on Zaya. I feel like, um, I just I think Zai is so fucking dope I just really do um and I know that I th- I know a lot of people do feel the same way about me and I wish her the best and I hope that you know her father does protect her I hope her family can protect her and I hope people just leave her alone just like they should leave trans people alone as a whole because trans people are treasures but speaking of trans people I want to go into the next topic um which is my favorite oh, I'm sorry not my favorite um Rashi's favorite celebrity um Lil Mama um this bitch i'm not really sure if you guys um read about it um rashid told me about it and i wanted to dive into this a bit because it was very humorous for me because well you'll see so little mama went on a social media rant specifically instagram to express her disdain for um children having the opportunity to have um you know sex reassignment surgery um so they're doing that under the age of 18 and from there she compares it to the list of things that people under the age of 18 aren't allowed to do as of yet um so one of the things she compares it to is drinking her thought process is that uh they shouldn't be making decisions like that and she also went on to say that trans people are a form of population control um which is very interesting because um i don't really know who the fuck little mama thinks she is to say these things but whatever um (laughs) Ah, i'm sorry it's just like so funny because like that's really hot and again internalized misogyny right i mean it's outward misogyny maybe but like and i don't even think it is i just think it's like little mama has presented herself as corny like she said like and so this is kind of moving forward to her saying that she's little bow wow so she's not transphobic but like 
her and Bow Wow essentially are the same person in action because when it's like nobody's worried about you or you could be getting good press, you choose to say and do fucked up things that nobody wait, asks quick, Wait, I'm sorry. Quick question, quick question. Isn't Bow Wow supposed to start doing WWE? No comment. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> also another quick scene joint about Lil Mama. Um, all those years ago when it was that performance of um is it Empire is it Empire State of Mind with um with <laughs> yeah. Alicia Keys and um Jay-Z? I used to always see that video going around and I never understood what happened because I always saw the tail end of it. I didn't know that Lil Mama wasn't a part of that performance. Yeah, she played herself. I didn't know she just jumped out because I was trying and, to figure out why people... And that's why we say like she's she's presented herself as corny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even even before all of this, I don't know if you remember, but she made that very transphobic joke on her video where she was like, it was like the Amanda joke. I remember, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really some tired shit, and it was like she did all of that, and I'm like, but you still little mama, like you do backyard events to eggs, bacon, grits, sausage. Was that at people's uh, pool parties? Is, so wait, like, does she? I, yes, there's oh. literally a video of her like she was like, I'm so happy, I'm so blessed, I'm waking <laughs> up, I'm booked, I have a very important event today, and I can't wait. And then somebody had videotaped her in the same exact outfit performing um sausage um at like some little like 16 year old party i wonder how much she charges because i feel like it probably might be the same cost for the same cost do. as cameo I, I was thinking about the philly moonbound um company but i feel like that could be more expensive but um that's actually really sad if she ever came on cameo i do hope you know that you will be getting that call for your birthday i would probably um, block you i would like to see you try anyway so after um all that stuff was said um the hateful shit was said um you know <laughs> and she got a well-deserved backlash from social media from many followers um she decided that she wanted to make a heterosexual uh, rights movement, a heterosexual pride month and wanted to play um, and I would like what I like to call it, she tried to play pussy and be a victim after she was attacked on social media for being transphobic then went on to say I can't be transphobic I have many people in my family that are part of the LGBTQ community um, so which at that point becomes the most transphobic and homophobic thing you can say right <laughs> yeah, it does. Cause it's like it's the cop out. But also, it's but also it's really funny because it's like you if you know like um just like when it comes to home like for gay people and everything, it's like you can be homophobic, you can have internalized homophobia, um, and you can be transphobic if you're if you're a part of the LGBTQ community. You can really be anything you want to be at the end of the day, unfortunately. And also um, your LGBTQ siblings hate themselves because they attach themselves to you. So, and you're tokenizing them and you're also just making them a monolith. <sighs> sorry to your siblings. Sorry to your siblings. I didn't know it was her siblings that were queer. Um, so well, like she said, family members. So I just said like, yeah, well, loved ones. Yeah. So your LGBTQ yeah. loved ones. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say siblings. I mean, like either way is bad because like, why are you even doing this right now? But yeah, um, I see a lot of um different types of um commentary when it comes to this. Um, I know a lot of people are out there, you know, trying to kind of applaud and go with the whole concept of heterosexual pride and heterosexual rights. It's every but day, the, bro. But yeah, I'm gonna say it definitely is every day. Um, 
uh you heterosexual people straight people aren't oppressed cisgender people aren't oppressed it's just it's a joke um I think she well not I think I know she started saying anything um she was delirious I hope she seeks help because I don't understand the thought process behind it because she can't possibly think that because she faced a little bit of backlash for being transphobic on social media that she's oppressed as a straight person it just can't be real it can't fucking be real I just want to also just say to her if that's your argument right so I want you to think of the word marriage so when you think of the word marriage tell me who you think about Erica I honestly think of cake is that bad I said, who do you think about, not what oh. do you think about? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh... In America, who's getting married? <laughs> Man and woman. Right. And so, like, that's just a socialized thing. That's the first thing you're going to think about. It's the first thing I think about, no matter whether I'm queer, whether I'm non-binary or not. That's just the way we think here in America, correct? So it's like, when you say that, and the first thing, if if I can ask you, when you think about marriage, who are the people involved? And the first thing you think about is a man and a woman, then that means that's who's holding the privilege. Therefore, you yourself are holding the privilege. So the discussion is really done here. You're having it with yourself. Nobody else is feeding into it. Um, I just would like to talk about the whole thing idea that she was talking about bullies, right? She was saying that people are being bullies to her and she kind of made that connection to people calling her Bow Wow, um, which lets me know um, that like, you know, she's maybe misdirecting her energy. And so maybe she's feeling some hurt from that all of her career to be labeled as like a man. And I, I get that, right? Because we, we speak out about, we've spoken out about that in support of Lil Mama, which is crazy, right? Because we've seen these men do this to her and label her that, right? Because I specifically see straight people calling you that. Because anytime I've talked to a woman, I've always, or anytime I've talked to a gay, I've always heard them say that Lil Mama's actually prettier than what people say that she is. And I would have to agree. I think that Lil Mama, you're a very beautiful girl. You really are. I just think that you do corny shit and you're a cornball, just like Bow Wow. You and Bow Wow are literal, like, action similars. Like, y'all do the same corny shit. Like, that's why I would have to associate you about Wow. And I also know y'all were on the same show, Love and Hip Hop. Other than that, I mean, not Love and Hip Hop, Growing Up Hip Hop. Other than that, I don't really associate with you with him, um, but okay. Um, but again, so that energy that she's getting from them is very like negative. And so that's been an ongoing thing in her career. So to kind of play devil's advocate and kind of go off of her a little bit, it's, she's been a victim of like misogyny also coming from a place of transphobia right so like she's misdirecting that on the people that she should probably you know lending her support to but like she's internalized that in a whole different way and so i mean again it ain't for me and it ain't my thought process but since that's all i could pull out for you but again you could just be you know you could just be um navigating from a place of dickhead so you know all i gotta say is you know Straight people, specifically men, are telling you that you look ugly, dear. Nobody else is. The rest of us are all kind of on the same key that you're a very beautiful girl. So I don't know what the fuck to tell you. All around the world, and ah, yeah, yeah, but keep. And I think another thing that annoyed the fuck out of me, too, was that (laughs) it was specifically connected to Zia Wade's interview with Michelle Obama is where the comment came from. And I'm just like, why do y'all keep having conversations? And again, it's going back to the old comment. Why do y'all keep having conversations about this little girl? Like, y'all are grown-ass bitches. Like, girl, 
like own a business. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't fucking like as much time, like start a Forex fucking trade account, bitch. Like do something more relevant. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think I just am tired of just like kids. Like, why are we talking about kids? Like, I get it. Like, I'm very much fuck them kids when it comes to people telling me unsolicited information about kids, right? Like, when I say fuck them kids, it's very much like, I don't want to hear about nobody's kids because I don't want to hear nobody talk about nobody's kids. So like, let's dig that subject. If it ain't like my god kids and it ain't my nieces and nephews, I don't want to hear about it, child. Like, happy for you and yours, but go about your day. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um, But like, why? Like, this girl, again, like, we've spoken about it, so I can't really exhaust it anymore, but she's just trying to live her life. And it's like, her she's not only the she's now like the face of like transgender youth in america like that's literally how she's being branded to the world and it's like it's fucked up because she doesn't really have a say in that she's just trying to live her life and it's like y'all bringing her to the forefront for people to ask her violent ass questions about like what it means to be a transgender youth in america and be black at the same time right but also be rich so like you have a different privilege than other folks but like you know what i'm saying um that's a lot. That's kind of a lot for somebody her age. <laughs> so like, little mama really gets no grace for me in this one because it involves a child. <laughs> and that's why I've been like this. And that's on period. Because I'm usually giving grace to the girls. Like, I'm usually giving a lot of grace to the girls. Are this, you? Yeah, I, I really do. I try to take it easy. I might have people. to. I might have to go back and listen a little bit. Cause I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say grave, but I mean, I just think little mama's corny. Like that's really just. I it. just think she's giving me dry pussy energy. <laughs> <laughs> little mama's a joke. Um, I will say I think she came out with a song and it. And I think it was a bop. I think it was a bop. I don't remember though, but I feel like it was a bop a little bit. But it didn't get that much. What song? Playing. It was about shoes. That's oh, that's like. my shit. I'm not gonna lie. And that's the thing. Like, she's a rapper. Like, she can rap. Like, I mean, they may be like block party beat songs, but they're really good because like everybody loves a good like block party tease. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all Honestly, love us a little off, cupid lip, shuffle. Lip, oh, I, yo, I miss doing the wobble. I ain't do the wobble. Yes, we all love us a little wobble cupid shuffle stilettos Quick, pump pump. Were you? Like, did you used to do the wobble with me and mom too? Absolutely. I was about to say I, we definitely was busting up, and then we got to do that again. But no, little mama is um corny as shit at the end of the day. I don't really have that much to say about it. I just find it really disgusting. Like Rashi said, talking about kids and honestly, heterosexual rights again, it's a joke because every day is heterosexual right day. Every day is heterosexual pride day. And I hope you never get booked for a 16 year old party ever again. Bitch. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> I did. Thank you very much. I love that for you. Um, But yeah, moving on from this tired ass hoe. Um... Kylie Jenner to another one, um, <laughs> Kylie, a worse one. Um, Kylie Jenner um, started a GoFundMe campaign for her makeup artist. Apparently, I I just want to say it's okay. I don't even have much to say about this shit because I really don't even understand. Like, it, go ahead. I'm just it's. But that's me. how I thought about the situation. I like I really don't have anything really to say about that. But apparently, the GoFundMe was for sixty thousand dollars, and because I've had to hear so much about the net worth of um kylie's lip lip jenner you know collection shit whatever the fuck she calls it because i don't keep up with the kardashians bitch um you keep up with loving hip-hop on period i keep up with jocelyn um so like i think the thing about it is like you're worth billions right like she's like she has a billion dollar business right like (laughs) 
So, like, I think that you asking all of America, poor America during a pandemic for $60,000 that you could have easily gotten out of your account, like, that's your lunch money, bitch. I know y'all spend more than $60,000 in the club on a fucking Tuesday than the fuck it took to give your friend that fucking money for their hospital bills. And again, I really don't have anything to say about this. So, Oh, was it for hospital bills? I thought it was for salary. No, it's for hospital bills. Either way, it's just like, it's really stupid. I don't fucking understand. It's really wow. not much to say. I'm Are just... people interpreting it that way? Because that would make sense. Because I know when I, um, I know when I said something on like Twitter or Instagram about it, somebody was like, at the end of the day, he she still has to pay him. And I was like, no, she really doesn't because it really is her money. But at the same time, like, that's really fucked up. I thought, yeah, I thought... <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was his, I thought it was the makeup artist's salary, like, when you said it initially, I thought, and also, well, somebody's, like, reposted it on Facebook, and it said salary, so I'm like, oh, that's fucked up, I do not, okay, so depending on what it is, right, so we gonna let y'all, like, you know, figure it out, we gonna give y'all a little homework, y'all go go look that up, and y'all let us know if it's fucked up, but either way, it's fucked up to us. Yeah, um, because that definitely that's like less than what uh, what is her daughter named Stormy? I don't know which of them kids is with. Yeah, it's Stormy. Yeah, her. I, I feel like sixty thousand dollars is less than what Stormy's playhouse costs. So that's probably less than what the fuck she would get from Travis like Scott for like child support. Like that's ridiculous. It is a hundred percent. But then 100%. again, maybe she's paying him child support. Does she take care of her kids? Yeah, yeah, she does. I want to be messy and, and and pick at the white women and see how bad, you know, see what bad parenting methods they have going on since they always paint that on us. Like, let's be messy for a minute. She take care of her kids. Where's she sitting them for daycare? What's she be feeding that baby? <laughs> I really be drawing. Like, when pe- first of all, when people try to ask me about my parents and tell me how to parent, I'm like, first of all, like, he said, like, all kids are different. What works for you doesn't work for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you played yourself. Congratulations. And that's on period. I guess we can move the fuck on because I really ain't got much I to mean, say about that tired asshole. That's cool. I mean, the last topic <laughs> is just Issa Rae. Um, this is what, um, you know, mom and her prayer call will call a praise report. Um, I just kind of <laughs> wanted, you know, I really do admire Issa Rae. Um, you know, she's come so far in such a short amount of time. Um, but uh, yeah, I just admire her work ethic and how she's put so many other of her friends on. And I think that's really admirable. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't do. Sadly, we have this crabs in a barrel mindset. And I think we really need to care about our own people and try to put them on where they can be put on. Cause like, you know, um, a village, but, um, this, yeah, but Issa Rae, um, just signed a $40 million contract with Warner Media, um, you know, um, which is the platform that in the way that Insecure is broadcasted on, it's a five-year contract and it really is a big deal. I'm really excited for her. Um, because I, again, I do like Issa Rae. I'm not, Issa, like we said in, in the past episode, Issa Rae sold me on the concept of an awkward Black girl because nobody ever talked about um, that specific demographic. I was an awkward Black girl in high school. I'm an awkward Black girl now. So she gave us a voice and I really did genuinely love the fact that I was able to see, well, not really see myself because she's, because she's um, a petite joint and I'm a fat joint. 
but I can see myself in her, like, and just in like the interactions and everything. So I think that, you know, in this contract, she's able to produce and like come out with many shows, TV, like TV series and movies. And I think that she'll be able to have so many different varieties of, you know, archetypes and everything in these, you know, in these um, TV shows and these movies. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, I love seeing Black women win. I'm rooting for everybody Black, as, you know, as long as they're not problematic. Um, and they're not like, you know, creepy or predators. I'm here for it. Um, they're not tearing each other down. So I just wanted to share that because I was excited to read that. And I feel like we don't see enough of black women winning. And we take a lot of time to tear other black women down like we do with Derek Jackson's wife. So I wanted to praise Issa Rae. And that's how I feel about that. And that's on period. Mm, yes coming live from the marvelous chateau on evergreen ave we love you gave a whole most motivational speech just now and i don't even have nothing to say after it for real for real um oh excuse me child oh my was that the mgm lion or the burger king that i ate earlier (laughs) (laughs) yes that zesty sauce and the onion rings is catching up um (laughs) um i do know that again you said it i think you said it that the the deal was like over 40 worth 40 million for over the next five years which is great we love seeing the girls get to the big um and i think that is because her 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 career is still relatively new to the mainstream right so it's like that's amazing for her to be pulling deals like this and to be able to like present cohesive and great bodies of work because Issa Rae has like she's been she was popping them out and I know that one movie the Thunderbird I think it was like the Lovebirds movie that was on Netflix that shit was really really funny if people still haven't seen that was that Kumail Nanjiani yes Mm mm-hmm okay and so like that shit was really funny um and she also had what was it the 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 postcard or some shit you know like didn't you see that yeah i did see it and so that was also really cute um i really am just not i'm not into lakeith sanfield so like anything with him i start like kind of tune it out is he is he bad i don't really know that much about lakeith he has to like some homophobic shit Mm, also like he had like dirty he had like dirty nails or some shit like that oh okay um Mm. during a um, photo shoot or some shit Mm. And so yeah, I really just don't care. That's honestly him. enough. I I know how I feel about dirty. Taking yeah, for that. real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I know that she will be producing a long line of movies and shows for HBO and Warner Brothers, and that includes her upcoming series that she's co-eping with the City Girls, and it's called Rap Shit, and that's on what. Oh, I thought she was going to say it. No, I was trying to keep you hanging. I'm glad it affected you. Amazing. Period. Oh. That's on money bags. That's on rap shit. So, yeah. So, I'm really happy for Issa Rae. Really hard to follow up after what Erica said. She really went off on that whole black feminist trope and I was living for it. Loki hoped that I want Issa Rae to listen um, and maybe invite us on um, for like, I don't know, a web series or something or something spot on HBO. Maybe one day. Yeah. No. I'm gonna help manifest that into the air. I like that actually. I think that like we deserve it. I feel like she could play us in the back of one of her shows. I don't want me in the back, bitch. I'm in the front. Well, you know, not like that, but you know how like we would make a, a appearance on the show. I want like, but wait, would be listening but wait, to us on you, the show. But you like didn't catch it. You in the back, bitch. I'm in the front. I know. And, I called you. Did, I know, but you, but you. Cutting cutting it, I know, but, nah, no, but you, but you didn't do it. It's fine. Let's just go. Just go. It's fine. You wish you could have this moment for life, girl, but I won't let you. <laughs> Any whore. 
Um, so yeah, so that's going to wrap up our what's tea segments for the day. So we're going to like promptly just move into our next subject, which is, you know, kinks and fetishes. So as always, I'm going to give people a chance to regroup if they need to come back when you feel like it. And we'll talk to you soon. While you wait, please remember to follow us on social media across platforms. We're available on both Twitter and Instagram using at the girls room. And you can also find us on Facebook using the girls room spelled out. Remember, girls is spelled G-W-O-R-L-Z. Thank you. Hey, you guys. So it's Thickerita, a.k.a. Milfiana, a.k.a. Mom. I'm not doing all that. Um... (laughs) I respect Rashi for doing it. I can't because my mouth already got dry by like I got some Mamiana. So you know who the fuck it is. But yeah, we're back from our break. Um, and as promised, we're going to go into the fabulous world of kinks and fetishes. We're exploring it today. And hopefully you guys find this a bit entertaining. So I'm just going to start off with, you know, um, the beginning, which is basically defining what's kink, what's fetish. Um, so just to start it off, kink is an umbrella term, um, and it basically covers all of what you can call alternative sex interests, um, which is everything that kind of falls out of the realm of what's vanilla, meaning what's mainstream and what other people could perceive as boring. Um, so as you can kind of imagine, because of what I said, it's up to perception, you can kind of see that it's subjective in a way very subjective and, and, I'm happy and it may vary that. um and I yeah and also you could say that kink is a social construct so it depends on the person who you're talking to so right. in a way you can say that um okay so it's based it could be based on your generation it could be based on your culture it could be based on so many different variables generations religion um so okay so for starters I'm so like some people i can just give an um, example so like some people may see choking like that's a very like com- like a like a i guess you could say convert com- yeah i don't know it would what? that be would that be like you know i don't what? know well i was going to say like so for instance like mom like mom or like we was talking about mom and um mm-hmm. so like for your generation maybe dildos or doggy style could be considered kinky Okay, because, so I was thinking because, choking because I'm sorry. Oh no, I was thinking choking as like controversial because like the, I mean, the connection I'm making is that some people may think that choking and this doesn't have this is one of those things that's not necessarily gener- generational, but from person to person because some people think that choking is like, oh my god, that's so freaky, and then like somebody like me is like that's kind of essential i do that shit for dinner <laughs> okay <laughs> niggas in paris and breakfast and lunch <laughs> okay <laughs> no um but yeah no so all of it is basically just what falls out of the norm of what's um popular in mainstream culture so also fun fact at one point they used to see kink as a form of mental illness and still you can know be sometimes yeah but you know that's really not saying much because at the point they thought that homosexuality was a mental illness and it was in the whole diagnostic medical book and the same thing with women being horny and they classified it as hysteria um i'm going to tell you what will always be um a mental disorder um pedophilia <laughs> period okay i know but it, okay so and with this being said i'm just gonna go into fetishes because people try to say that pedophilia is a fetish 
Um, but we could talk about that later. Um, so can't I mean so okay, so kink is outside of the norm, and then fetish could be a specific requirement, something that is essential for you to do so you can enjoy yourself and be aroused during the act of sex. Or just in general, it doesn't have to be sexual. Um, it has to do with a sensation. Um, so fetishes can involve body parts, um, objects. So I know you, okay, so we're going to give examples, body parts, of course, feet is probably the most dominant feet and toes is the most common, um, you know, fetish that, you know, people come in contact with. And then you have an animate object. So that could be like raincoats. People like raincoats sometimes or hot heels. Um, and then like materials, leather, people like leather, that could be a fetish. So those are basically what I, you know, what I see and what I deem as kinks and fetishes. Do you want to add on to any of that by any chance or? Um, so I, I would just say that like kinks are overall just things that are out of the norm. Right. So I think that kinks are anything that people, like you said, can perceive to be different like that. Um, and I think that fetishes to make it, to make it, I guess, more accessible to people to understand fetishes are very specific. So like, okay, so and this is how some people's minds work and i have experienced this in my life you can give me head but you have to wear a wig so it's like the only way they can find themselves to be sexually aroused by you giving them head or fellatio is if that you give the appearance of being feminine right okay this okay i didn't know so, if it was like okay so it's like that wig and like that desire to see them like you know either like cross dress or you know whatever the fuck they you know desire yeah um like you know what i'm saying um i also kind of think of it as so cool we can have sex but like you we have to do it like out we have to do it like in the car because like there are people yeah exhibitionism yeah yeah because there yeah. are people who have somewhere to host and then they act like they don't have somewhere to host and like they end up fucking in the car and like they love that you know um now that we're really talking about this <laughs> it's like a realization right like wow yeah, how many niggas make me fuck them in public <laughs> it yeah um fucking laughing he corny as shit like i mean i'm not gonna front i mean i like i mean well it don't matter but i mean you know exhibitionism isn't bad like it's an adrenaline rush you know um but yeah i'm well now that you say like that i'm 100 percent sure there have been instances in which like you know i've had to have sex in public because they wanted to be be in public but they didn't let me know that if somebody let me know that they would want to have sex in public that's all they had to tell me and communicate with me i probably i wouldn't kink shame or anything um so yeah um but are you oh no um but yeah no I was actually thinking because like when I even gave my definition of fetishes you know given that fetishes are a requirement and it's definitely essential for you to have sex I'm thinking about the amount of men who say they actually have a foot fetish but it is indeed a kink because they can have sex without the you know the presence of feet OMG. in the mouth or in the, 
Oh shit! What I made the one? perfect analogy for it. This I mean, I made the long. perfect connection for it. So you remember chewing gum? You remember when um? No, her, no. Her, this was terrible. Was, this was terrible. <laughs> when her little sister was on the webcam, and oh. so the guys like Kink was like jerk, jacking off in front of people. So of course, again, like exhibitionism. But his like fetish was like him choking himself and seeing how scared she got while he was jerking off like just, while he was hanging from there that show as a whole looking <laughs> back i thought you were gonna say the episode when the white man made tracy dress up as an african like a, as a um, stereotypical african definitely a fetish <laughs> definitely a fetish and, <laughs> so that's another thing too that we ha- um can kind of just you know kind of i guess be clear on is that i guess all fetishes are kinks is that how it is? All like, yeah, all fetishes fall under kink, but all like kinks Fet- are yeah, fetishes. Yeah, fetish. Yeah, fetishes are kinks, but kinks aren't fetishes. So, like you said, so a leather fetish. Do you do you like leather? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Was did you did, did yes. your voice quit? Your voice. It got weak because I was like, "Ooh, wow!" I started thinking about it. And I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Yeah. So a leather fetish is a form of kink because it's something that falls outside of the realm of what's normal. Um, but again, who are we to fucking say what's normal? And you know what? Now that we're saying this shit, I'm like, this just goes into like what pe- when people ask, are you a freak? Because it's like, what is that? I thought I was the only one that was tripping, but like for real, like what is that? Because freak to you could be like you having sex multiple times a day when it could actually be like, oh, I want to shit on you. So it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's subjective, right? Because again, it's just like, it depends on the person because some people would argue that shitting on somebody is not that extreme and I would back to differ. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, yes. but like but like Rashi said, he said it right the first time. Most, fe- most fetishes are kinks, but kinks aren't fetishes usually. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I said earlier, leather fetish, that's a form of kink and it can be a fetish as well because if it's mandatory, it has to be done okay but then you have stuff like spanking that can be a form of kink that someone really likes to do but not really a fetish because it's not necessary for them to gain pleasure from that sexual experience also want to say i used the term earlier when i said kink shame um kink shame is very much what it sounds like is shaming somebody for what they're into kink wise um so I'm trying to think of a good example right now of a kink that people may shame. So like there's a kink, well, and it's called a kink, right? And again, that again becomes very subjective on the person because me, I would see pegging as like between, if it was between a man and a woman to be a very natural act and a very straight act, you know, that's what y'all call Okay, true, true, true. I would see that to be a very like normal, just vanilla ass act, right? Um, Under the grounds of you know, me being desocialized and realizing that if a man and a woman have sex, no matter what the fuck they're doing, whether he's getting fucked in his ass or not, it's still straight. Whereas though we are seeing that as a kink on a very wide mainstream level with this whole idea of pecking, right? They even get, you know, they've given it a mainstream name. Excuse me. I told you that um, that Burger King is really kicking my ass um, and you guys are receiving it also. I'm sorry. 
Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. I really wish y'all could see him because it's like that, and then it's also the accents that he tries to do, and they're like disturbing more than anything. Because I'm like, what is going on? So yeah, um, where was I at? I'm sorry, your bird um threw me off. I'm sorry. Where was I at? You were talking about pegging and how that could be. Oh yes. It. So pegging, right? And so it's like, since pegging is already seen as like this like weird thing that associates you with being gay, which is like you know low key homophobia. Um, and we also talked so about that. Shit. We talked about that, you guys. So I hope you remember. So it's like, yeah, you're like phobias and like you know what I'm saying your isms and shit like that can also form your fetishes. Like that's usually where the fetish of like white people and black people come from. Usually when white people have like a black fetish, it's because they want to control them or have possession over them in some type of way. Um, yeah, that's always almost always it. Um, and sexualization yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, blase, blase. Um very much psychological than most people. But yeah, so like that's like a kink, right? um that's like a kink fetish type shit some like kink fetish type shit scenario yeah well yeah again it depends on the person it could be interchangeable of course um right but yeah um but i just want to say again nothing wrong with pegging if you want to get pegged nothing wrong with it right where your g-spot is and that's the thing right and so like again given science that seems like that should be a normal sex practice for men no matter what sexual orientation you are anybody not just men anybody with a g-spot it would seem with a g-spot that is in their anus it would seem that that's where you would like to also receive pleasure at right Mm -hmm. um in a perfect world that allows us to reach our fullest potential of joy and pleasure right that's what that would be but because we're living in a society that's ruled by homophobia and white supremacy it's telling us that that's taboo so that's something that needs to even be put in a kink section <laughs> ditto no but also i just want to sorry i didn't say ditto i haven't said ditto in a while and i kind of felt some type of gratification by saying ditto just now so um also just want to say um and go back to something real quick uh no what was it shit no i was going to say also when it comes to kink i feel like when it comes to kink kink is more so exploration in a way um do you see it absolutely i would have to say that only because once something becomes your fetish right it's like you're you have a practice of it like Mm -hmm. you need that in order to get the sexual arousal or it's just not going to happen so i would have to say that that's that's also true because like kink is very explorative and that's why it's general and that's why a fetish can fall under it but a fetish can't fall i mean but a kink can't fall under a fetish right yeah so i'm just like you know you know okay but um you know what okay well first off yeah so back to what i was saying but exploration is used to spice things up and to help things out sexually but i just thought of another example so like as far as like kink versus fetish right so imagine imagine you being like erica give me your foot and you know okay this isn't a great example you and you and your partner i'm listening you and your you and your partner y'all like laying in bed and he's like give me your foot right mm-hmm. and he's like you know he's just rubbing on it while you guys are laying together that's like fetish okay but then he's like okay give me your sock now leave the room no that's no, no. More, you said can't that's i know kink. but i was saying that but i was saying that i was saying the example wait what 
No, because you ended it and you said that's fetish when it's, it's kink, right? Okay, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for that. You're I welcome, guess. though. I got you all. Yeah, you might just play this, da, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's also, I don't know. Yeah, but also with that being said, um, in some instances, uh, it can be dehumanizing. Because like if you're just taking people's shoes and their socks and shit, you just want to smell them. That happened, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. The boy with the cat suit, that's what happened. I just remember that we unlocked the memory oh yeah i'm gonna unlock a few more for you today because my ass and my anus because it's finally famous and it's finally stopped i feel like i kind of set myself up by choosing the topic a little bit because i don't know what's really in store for me (laughs) but yeah i remember him like liking the smell of like dirty socks and he asked me to bring dirty socks with him when you with me and like he was just smelling them the whole time so in addition to the cat suit and everything and the you know and him and his father or grandfather yelling from three three stories above each other about dirty laundry and dirty underwear it was also him smelling my dirty socks oh wow the joys of being erica and her sexcapades <laughs> it could never happen this day and age it's just, yeah, it's, just it's just too, it's just too dangerous but <laughs> you know what living in. <laughs> are you but you know what, though? The reason behind me staying was because I'm like, you know what? I'm already here. I came to Southwest, so. That nigga was living in Southwest and you were living in Chestnut Hill. Honey, it was a scandal waiting to happen, even if it wasn't. I didn't even know it wasn't much- a cat suit. Like, something would have happened. Like, you were asking for trouble. Now, now. Wow, wow, wow. And there seems to be a pattern because somebody else I know that you're affiliated with lives in Southwest or is from Southwest. I don't know who that is. It's so weird. Oh, I do. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I, I don't know because I don't really deal with nobody from Southwest. I um, Because I'm from um, North. Dealt with, received from would be better phrases for that. I never dealt with anybody from Southwest. I'm from North. I would never go that far down. You see how I changed my tone? I'm saying I'm from I'm from up North. No. 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 Go ahead. What? Isn't Shiloh's father from Southwest? <laughs> Um, Shiloh's father is actually from the UK. His name is Idris. Um, so I don't really know um what you're referring to. Um Idris Elbow. Elba. Elba. Oh no. He actually just started um she he's um relaunching. You're a dreamer. You dream a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, no, I was about to say something just now and I had to stop myself because I'm like, this is that was that's gonna be anything. Um, okay, cool. But while we're here, and because we quicksanded a bit, I'm gonna try to bring us back a little bit. Try to bring us back, um, because I'm gonna I'm about to forget where we're going and what this is about, even okay. though I brought the topic up. Uh huh. Do you think there are any kinks or fetishes that are seen as like taboo, or like do you feel like people are looking down on them? Um, absolutely. I or... think that people. I think that um, water sports is a kink slash fetish. I'm sorry. Can you um can you talk about water sports? What is water that? sports is the enjoyment of being urinated on okay go ahead why do you think that is though well because i think that people well i mean it's a bodily fluid and i think that people like you know associate harm with bodily fluid um a lot of times so i think that's one of the reasons 
Um, I think it's also just the fact that it is P and we associate P and shit with, you know, um, things unclean. that should be discarded and should, yeah. yeah, right. And should be unclean. They're actually the toxins that come from your body, right? So it's like, why would you want to have anything to do with that? Um, and then I think that people think that it is like just overall degrading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, I know when I think of water sports a lot of the time. And um, of course, when it comes to anything, I never shame it because it's like, you know, I, I'm not that person. I don't really know what enjoyment they get from it. I can understand, but I, I can never relate. Um, so, I mean, I've never, I don't, well, okay. So I've done water sports. Like I've, you know, I've definitely. Um, hey, 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 hey. You can tell he was a dollar boy when he was younger. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but no, when I was younger, I used to, um, you know, pee on people for money. Um, I used to get paid a really decent amount too. I, I actually missed that money, um, but it's what it's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, you know, I I can understand why people like it though. It seems like it seems like it could be fun. I like to swim, you know. It's I probably I pro- it's Oh, okay. Okay, so you seem like you're saying this in the first We could talk about this later, I'm sure. I do this in first person, absolutely. I'm a uh, fan of it. Oh. Okay, cool. I mean, um I I don't want to say I figured that, but I saw it coming um 100%. On um, period. See, like you said on period, and I'm like bodily fluid. Was that a pun or was it like it was in fact? Okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm glad that you did that. Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah. So I think definitely when it comes to water sports and also scat play, um, those are both two fetishes that are I'm what oh no, I'm sorry, I was waiting. <laughs> Y'all can't see me again. So me and Erica are on Zoom, right? So we can actually see each other now. Um, I, I had put an X up and was like, that's definitely not a fetish I'm going for. There's something that seems a bit transparent and it seems a little bit um less damaging um about urine than there is about shit. <laughs> um, it's 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 the scent for me. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's the scent. Also, the sound it makes when it comes out, uh, I feel like it will be unsettling a little bit for me. Um, but again, if you do do that, I totally support you. Um, I probably wouldn't be doing it. I just feel like when it comes to shitting personally, it's a very vulnerable time for me. And I don't think... <laughs> I don't want to share I don't, it with other people. I don't, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but, also the same, but also the same thing goes for like showering. Like, I know people be doing this thing where they be like, oh, I like to shower with my significant other or my partner. I hate that. It's like I'm somewhere where I'm trying to get clean and you want this to be a sexy scene. Also, there comes a point where I'm going to be cold. <laughs> I've taken showers with like with boyfriends and partners in the past. I hate it so fucking bad. It's just like I'm cold and also like the water don't be hot enough. Like I don't know what be going on with y'all. How are y'all getting clean in cold water? Like I just so many, don't get it. So many damaged things from the past are coming out today. <laughs> but really, it's just like I don't get it. Like I want my skin to burn off. Like what the fuck is going on? But yeah, um, no, so yeah, so those I are also two- think it's the oh, crazy, I'm sorry, I don't want to really no, 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 cut go, you no, off, no, but this no, is no, fresh ahead, on my ahead. heart. Mm-hmm. This is really fresh on my no, heart, so Lord, I, I look to you for guidance. 
while I share this nasty shit. And so I say, um, no, but really, I, I would just have to say that I think it's the unexpectancy of what could also be inside of your shit. Corn. Comes out, Corn. Right? Because people, <laughs> right, because like, I'm thinking you have porn. to think about how like and everybody you I hate when people say they don't know what their poop looks like because I'm like everybody turns around and sees what I'm their so, shit looks okay, like. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. I have to intervene. I actually do not know what it looks like. I have what I, I have a phobia. I'm sorry. I actually had to defeat this phobia when I got when I gave birth to Shiloh because I knew I would have to change her diapers. But I have not looked in <laughs> I could be dying like anally and I would not know. Like I could just be bleeding profusely and I would I mean if I like I could look at the toilet paper once I wipe, but I'm not looking at shit. <laughs> it's just not happening. I'm just being a hundred percent real. And like I think I yeah, that's a secret. Uh, that's a secret a lot of people don't know about me, but I will not look. I don't think the last time I've looked at, at shit, period, like that wasn't baby poop, was when I was at Houston Elementary School and somebody left. And so, and this and this is also a fear. This is also like a huge problem I had with public bathrooms. And I'm so glad I don't have to use them now. Like seeing like, oh my God, seeing like, seeing full-blown shit like an adult shit mixed with urine in a toilet is traumatizing for me. And then, like, for some reason, and then for some reason, it was no toilet paper in there. So I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> but that really, like, that, and another thing Ooh. that Rashid could probably attest to, we Ooh. had, we had one of our old students living with us, and there was, like, a piece of shit in the, in the, in the shower. And I don't know if he saw me mentally unravel because I did, and I don't know if he knew why. But like that's why I don't like to see shit. So it was in the toilet, <laughs> and in the toilet, and also if and I'm I'm saying this on here because I want somebody to solve the mystery. It was in the shower, in the drain, and it was a piece of undigested asparagus spear in there. And I really want to know how it happened because it would have to be digested for it to be in shit, correct? Like only only vegetable I know that does that is corn. So if somebody could solve that mystery for us, for me specifically, I would really appreciate you it. You also have to do the equation of who ate asparagus and who didn't. Just just I don't whatever. But I definitely quicksanded, but I don't look at my shit. That was the moral of the story. Rashi, go ahead, what you was going with. It. Well, I don't even remember where I was going with you. You were saying that you were saying why, uh, <laughs> like, girl, you, oh, you said up. you, oh, you said you don't know. You said you don't, the reason why people may have a problem with scat play basically is because you don't know what's inside. Oh, yeah, of. the unexpectancy because it's just like, again, some things don't digest, so it, like it comes, it comes out right. And then also, what if you do have some of those people who are suffer, suffering in their upper GI tract and they don't know? And so, what you think is scat play actually becomes blood play. And so, it's just like, ah, girl, what's going on? Um, even though people do have a blood fetish too, which I would find to be a little problematic because you have to invoke a little bit of self-harm to get that, right? Like, the fuck? What's going on, girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like, yeah, it's going to be a no for me. Scat play, like, see, again, I, and if some people may be like, that's contradicting. And I'm a contradicting ass bitch because let me tell you something. I'll, you can pee on me real quick, but baby, like... <clears throat> Nah, 
Mm-mm. Um, another thing I'm thinking about a fetish is like um I forget what the actual name of it is called, but it's like when people who are um attracted to strictly amputees. What child? Okay. Yeah, but um that's a huge thing. Um I learned about it when watching Dexter when I was younger, because that's what little kids should be watching, Dexter, the story about serial killers. Um, but yeah, that's a fetish and sometimes people oftentimes um look down on it um which is really sad because you know people well, i mean i guess i don't know well you know fetishization is always a problem you know when you're just kind of honing in on this one part of a person and you're exactly. not really and you're not really seeing them as a person very similar to when it comes to fat fetishization you're just seeing my roles but are you seeing me as a person nope are you seeing like you're seeing my roles but do you see the dent in my butt they say I'm a bakery baby. Period. I'm a bakery bitch. Okay. Do you know the muffin man? Okay. No bitch, but I know I know Mrs. Baker's Kate, who lives on whatever the fuck lane. Okay, so maybe you need to watch Coco Melon and learn these nursing rhymes to keep up next time. Baker's man, right? Do you know the? Yeah. Do I don't know, know these bitches, child. Fuck all of them. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going all right. Oh, he's high. That's why. Okay, yeah, I remember now. I'm sorry. And were you saying something when you said anyways, or are you just saying anyways? Like let's let's. All right, so let's just get to what I want to know, and I feel like the people want to know because you start talking in the first person about water sports. Do you have? Do you... I just? Well, I thought we were still talking about. I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. You just like, said any. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you didn't. Uh, I was saying something about amputees and like you looked at me and you said anyway so I was like oh is he like done with this oh no I didn't know like if you weren't done making oh, your statement oh. about amputees you had quicksand it oh oh I was oh did I yeah I'm sorry you guys okay yeah <laughs> but yeah no um no but I was just saying I guess I understand why people look down upon it in that specific way because fetishization as a whole is never cool you should look at a person for who they are and not a specific body part um and I know a lot of times people often say that you know people who prefer large breasts or big butts um that can't be seen as a fetish but if that's all you're targeting at that point it becomes a fetish because like I spoke with somebody earlier today and they were talking to me about how they love women with fat asses because they need something to clap back on them when they're hitting from the back at that point that can become a fetish because if you're only targeting women with fat asses it's like that's an essential for you to climax that's essential for you to be aroused if it's a flapjack in the back you're not trying to have no parts of me and I feel that because I'm not for everybody so I don't know how you feel. I mean, you can't relate because you don't have a flapjack like me, but. um, I just, I don't know. I just think that overall just like kinks and like fetishes are kind of just like seen, again, it's out of the norm. And I don't think that people who are in certain positions of powers, because again, we have to find some of these things as kinks and fetishes because we won't allow enough like bodily autonomy and like self you know, governance to where as though people can be like open about their sex lives, right? And not live a judgment-filled life because, because, you know, somehow this like influence of just overall, I guess, like Christian influence on America has kind of like demonized sex as that thing that you just don't talk about with other people. Um, And so because there are not, people are not just having sex, but sex looks different to other people. I think that it's kind of just a cop out, right? And so people are forced to like create these bonds. And you know, the yeah, they're yeah, they're really like just forced to create these bonds 
um, through, you know, shared experience of just like, you know, being ostracized for something. Um, and, you know, the validity of whether those things should be ostracized is always on a sliding scale. So some things it's like, no, that's harmless. Like, just let it go, right? Um, and then it gets to the point where some people are actually self-harming. Um, and so that that's, you know, where I think it can be, why it can be looked down upon sometimes because, yeah. So it's like that uncomfortability that people just aren't willing to have, but then also like, this is who we are as a society. Um, there is no middle, like that is the middle ground, right? Because they are technically yeah. one of the same. Um, I do understand that this country is founded on Judeo-Christian faith and everything. I think it's really sad that people do have to cover who they are and not be openly free about who they are and walk in their own truth. Um, I do wish that we live in a society where we didn't look down on like all different types of things that wouldn't be considered um, vanilla. Um, and at this point, quite frankly, I don't really know what is considered vanilla anymore. Um, do you know what's considered vanilla typically? Do you Again, like just based on what every like what's crazy is I thought that like and I, I could still be wrong. So if there are any listeners who are like older than maybe at this at that time, I would have to say the woman was like 50, 52. So I'm gonna say it's been a few years up, maybe like people who are like 60 and above, if like you know anything different, or just around that age range, around like maybe, yeah, maybe like 55 to like 65, maybe 70. If you want to like give you know, some feedback on whether oral was like a normal thing back in the day. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because like, I know from a woman who was like a TA at my school, she was saying that like, that's not something they did. And they was like, that's like all extra. She was like, that sucked me and all that. She was like, it's just unnatural. Like, that's not what it was made for. Da, 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 da. But she's also a Christian woman. So I'm like, I don't know if like, how you can have sex is also impacted off of religion and things like that these days. And I mean, I don't put it past it. And I think that it is in some cases, but maybe like, damn. Well, like. you know, well, you know, I just think back to mom too. And it's like, I don't, I don't look like, again. I don't know. I haven't talked to many adults, you know, older adults, of course. It, oh, I'm an adult now. That's crazy. Um, but I haven't talked to many older adults about how they feel about sex. I know for moms specifically, it was just for reproductive purposes. And I feel like a lot of other people feel that way too. Um, from that time period, even, well, I think, and even in that, I, I think it, her and my mom. So it definitely is a generational thing. Um, I don't think that world was a big thing. And I'm even, I'm just thinking that. You actually just brought up something I didn't even think about. Cause like when I thought about sex, I did like about what's vanilla. I thought about oral sex, but I also thought about, you know, the regular missionary position and that was it. But that's true. Um, oral wasn't something that was very common. And I'm even thinking to like, you know, cause we talked about cultural experiences. Like when I introduced it, you know, Jamaican men only like to give oral to women because they feel like it's something that's unclean and unnatural. So, hmm, this could be like a nice little this, research thing to go to. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's even the way men think. Like I've even like heard niggas be like, it's okay for women to give men head, but not the other way around because like they 
try to categorize the vagina as being like internal like you well like the part they have to stimulate and i'm like well that's no like that's not even where you're stimulating sis like you outside the regions again everybody's different but you know from my old recollection of you know when i used to dip in the lady pond <laughs> i'm sorry huh you said what from my recollection from when i used to dip in the lady pond i heard you were quite the ladies man no, who'd you hear that from? I heard that from somebody who went to the parkway. Okay, cool. But anyway, when I used to, you know, indulge in such, you know, straight activities, um, the arousal point was in many places, especially when foreplay was involved. However, the clitoris usually seemed to do it. <laughs> um, because it has 8,000 nerve endings. It it's does. Twice the amount as the, um, the head of a penis does. And these niggas be getting on every single last one of them. That's crazy. That's a new record. Um, <laughs> that's real though. Don't be getting on the right ones though. That's the only thing. It's so sad. It's yeah. So, so hard. So it's like when niggas like try to like make up any excuse to kind of like justify as as to why like women should receive less pleasure than them. Like that's just like a cop out. And again, also just that whole idea that like I deserve so much and like you're an accomplishment of what I deserve like you're a trophy of like my accomplishments <laughs> like you don't deserve shit like you know what I'm saying you're here for my pleasure <laughs> you're just here for me to masturbate um with your body oh niggas are just dirty like when you think about it like that's why I hate see like porn like we're like niggas is always just like straight thrusting somebody like you know what I'm saying like I hate those because it just feels like what my feelings have been about niggas in the past. Like, y'all just don't know how to have sex. Like, y'all don't know how to be sensual with a person. Y'all don't know anything that's not centered around your dicks. And like, that shit just, uh, it's such a turn off. I don't like that. I hate, I don't like penetrative, um, penetration um, porn. Like, I don't like it. I just like to listen to porn, honestly. I don't really like to watch it like that. My favorite genre of porn, just so people know. Um, and this is, this would be more of a kink in my porn like in my porn like realm because it's not necessarily a requirement like a re yeah like it's not necessarily a requirement the requirement is black um uh, <laughs> and that's not really a period not really a, a fetish for me because i'm black um <laughs> i just want to see somebody who looks like me right and that's it so um but a kink for me is seeing tops give fellatio to their bottoms in um porn because it's something sensual about it because it's like living in a world where again we're like quote unquote top center and like we bottom shame and things like that seeing a top give himself up like that it's just like ah like we love but it doesn't have to be like that ah. <laughs> love that shout out to all my tops who sucked in this is becoming a whole lot this episode like i don't it's just <laughs> okay like not the best who you <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus girl i'm sorry oh lord i didn't i didn't put Ooh, her into shit. a um to a choke panic <laughs> It's sad, but honestly, that was that was funny shit. Um, but I, yeah, no, I I do know about the bottom shaming that happens in um you guys community. <laughs> so it's good, but yeah, that could be seen essential though. So I understand that. You guys was that. giving real fag. 
energy just now. You fast. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was giving like fishtail energy to these guys. Oh God. No. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's it. Um, but also, um, bottom line is what I want to just um say again. Uh, and I feel like I say things like redundant. I'm very redundant and repetitive when it comes to certain themes throughout um witch tea and also uh our main topics it's never cool to king shame and it's never cool to um look down on people's kinks and fetishes um so long as they're consensual and they're safe um mm-hmm. and that's on period okay so rashid if people want to shit on other people that's their prerogative it is okay cool it is oh i, I didn't say they couldn't do it i just said even, i wasn't doing it oh okay cool i just wanted to make sure we was on the same accord and everything but um can i can i just ask the question that i do want to ask though because it's really killing can so do you have any kinks or fetishes that because you well i said one um another one of my hmm that's a really good question i don't know what are my fetishes? Do you have fetishes or do you have kinks or do you have both? I think I have both, maybe. Okay. I answered that really quickly so it would have made it feel like I just don't want to be like, no, and then um, so maybe. Backtrack. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. This is one of those hard ones for me. I really don't know. I guess kink will be water sport. It's not a requirement. I don't do it often. I actually don't do it on, even on a yearly basis. It's been about like five years since my, like my last session in that. Um, hmm. Interesting. Well, fun fact. Okay. Um, choking. Choking. Like, I don't know. So I no. Like that's like that's essential for me. So like that's not even a kink to me. I don't know. So I guess maybe like it, like sensation is like very fetish to me because like I like to feel the sensation of like all over your body and how like different things can affect certain like you know ways that your body feels and the way that you like orgasm and experience pleasure in that in like the moment do you Um, like temperature play would that be a part of sensation play I mean it could but you know I think that it could kind of be a general thing right yeah, but I would I, I I wouldn't count it out. I haven't necessarily tried it. Um, no, I'm lying. I think I have tried it. So I know that like sometimes when um I think when I like have like more hot and I've only noticed this because I've gotten massages. So like when they do like the hot towels and stuff like that, and after they like after they do the hot mm. towels and shit, things feel a little bit more like I can feel it because I guess it's like my pores being opened up, me being able to yeah. like feel everything and shit. So I think yeah, like I think I've realized that like I like to be touched after I feel like heat and a sensation. Okay. Would mm. you fuck with hot wax? Hmm. Like right out the candle, you think? No, I'm not gonna say no. I don't know. I always wanted to try. I'm open, and so like that's part of like king play is like I'm willing to explore. I work. I really am. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. So I, I guess yeah. I, I I don't know. Like I'm not as freaky as people would think or hope. 
Hmm. Because everything is very like kink for me, right? So it's like kink is leather. Like I love leather. Like you know what I'm saying. But you don't have to have it. Like I like jock straps. So I like and like nice underwear. So I like to see people in it. But it's not a requirement. Like I'm very open and fluid about it. So I feel like I have a lot of kinks rather than like fetishes. But I mean, if you had to count black as like, oh, I guess no, like that's not a fetish for me either because I guess this is like me, like wanting a fat person is like also a representation of who I am. Like, that's just who I am. Like, I I don't see, cause I've been with skinny people. I mean, and it's just not my favorite either. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing as like, if I was with a white person, like it just wouldn't work because it's just like, I'm just different. I need someone within my experience and within my realm. So I don't really think I have any fetishes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel that shit. What about you, honey bun bun bun? You know, I just want to say this real quick. I um I listened to the old um the first time we ever talked about kinks and I just like see all the changes. Um, well the differences in us like then and now. Um and I think it's really funny. If you ever get a chance, you should probably like you should try to listen to because it's like i'm sorry it was funny um do okay so kink exhibitionism that's a kink i like public stuff it's fun um exhibitionism see like i like choking but then it's like it's weird because guys don't really know how to choke you without almost killing you um so that's the thrill my love <laughs> no 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 um there's a right and wrong way to do it in case people don't know oh you're absolutely so right yeah you you have to you you put pressure on the sides and not the front like the voice like the voice box and shit that's that's uncomfortable so it's one it's it's different types of discomfort and different types of pressure um i don't want to feel like you're about to cave in my voice i value she is choking himself on camera. I just want to let y'all know. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, um, you know, I've kind of been into spit lately. Oh, I love spit. Okay, cool. That's another one that's like king. I live. Um, yeah, spit. Um, it's just like, and I know like people are like, oh, well, like saliva, and you know, you usually like exchange that when you kiss, but like, no, there's a difference because like. I like you to use your spit for other things and not just like lubricant. Oh, I mean, also you're never just going to use um spit as lubricant for me, baby, honey bun. So count that one out. But um, yeah, I don't know I why mean, people think that's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like as far as like yeah, like when we're kissing, like I want you to actually spit in my mouth. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mhm. Yeah. But and then also maybe even. You know, if I'm going down on you and you, you know, just want to, you know, spit on your dick and just kind of, yeah, it's a moment of intimacy and passion that a lot of you girls wouldn't understand. So I'm sorry if you're uncomfortable, but I'm not very passionate, very into it, very just in tune with my inner self, very sex appropriate, very uh, just enchanting. Are you okay? And all your men fantasize about. Oh, mm. okay. Let's see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> like, and my like, dainty he... little frame. I'm... What? And all of your men fantasize about having sex with my tiny little body and my petite little frame. I don't know if you remember that, like, really awkward Princess Nokia genius interview. 
no i do not and like she's like starts going off about like how men want to have sex with her because like she has such a small body and like small little like little girl breast and all this and it was it was the weirdest shit in the world yeah like i was kind of just like parodying her if people know y'all remember y'all remember how awkward that was and how interesting that was and overall princess Nokia is kind of just an interesting figure too because she kind of goes hard on trying to like prove other people are appropriators when she herself is pretty appropriating mm. i'm sorry i'm just stuck on it but <laughs> Um, I didn't know about that. Um, I kind of want to watch it after we're done here um, a little bit. But I'll send the link. Yeah, send the link. But I don't really listen to much of her music like that. Um, oh, nobody does. Um, I, I know a couple people, but like they're not. They don't. I don't really see them as people that I follow for music advice. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, exhibitionism. I like to. I like. Um, I'm getting into feet, not like my, not me having their toes in my mouth, but my toes in theirs. I like that. It's really nice. Ch- mm, never mind. Um, yeah, that's nice. I don't think I like degradation. Um, I like that. I but it's like a lot of stuff I do want to get into though. Um, I want to try role playing and everything. Have you ever role played? Um, I. I guess like it wasn't re- yeah yes I'm just gonna say yes okay thank you yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to be a teacher and somebody calls me Miss Erica that sounds really but inappropriate <laughs> you know I will also just come to realize that certain role playing is also very problematic <laughs> because it's like there's no other like I guess it's just that whole idea of that power dynamic where it's like, that's really inappropriate because usually it's supposed to be a pupil. Like, and you think of somebody who's like in secondary or post, you know, post um, educate, like, you know, post education. And it's just like, wow, this is really crazy because you're fucking kids. I'm sorry I really ate you up like that. <laughs> you gotta be like, <laughs> you got to be, like, be like, Professor Erica. Okay. That's almost worse. Like, that's almost just as bad. Like, that's what I was trying to say when I said post-education. That just came out wrong. You like, um, Lieutenant? A cop? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Porquet? <laughs> to be honest, I'm just kind of done with this because you really did eat me up. There's nothing else left to say besides the ones I've named already. I know a lot um, of the girls, like, I know a lot of the gays are really into role playing though. Because I know a lot of the gays act like trade and they're not really trade. They ooh. really they really be cis and they be trying to act trade to each other. This until it comes really down shady. to the moment of truth and you both bid it over. so i would have to say that's role playing to an extent (laughs) yes trade for trade mask for mask girl (laughs) it was like well i thought you was the top sis i thought you was the top girl no why would you think that yo was there a video did you send me a video like that like that joint funny as shit i would be tight but also what happens at that point do you just leave or do you become friends like what happens you become friends okay see me i was gonna fuck you either way um 
<laughs> it was going to happen. Like something was going to happen. But if you know, if we both didn't think that anything was going to come of it, we could be friends. You know, friends that fuck. Okay, that's fair. Period. Okay. Um. Also, real quick, you guys want to say this real quick? Um. I think a little fun activity for homework that you guys can do is you can go to BDS Tim BDSMtest.org and take a BDSM test. And then send me the results because I'm very curious what you guys score is. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's time for me to retake it because I know I've changed a lot. Um, Rashid, maybe you should too. I don't know. Um, but that's a little fun activity for you to do because I think I'm going to do it after I do the Princess Nokia thing. But um, quick question, Rashid. And um, I was actually going to ask you this when you brought it up, but I knew I had to finish my thing because you were going to attack me for not saying the rest of mine. Do you find any kinks besides the whole power dynamic thing that you just played me for? Do you find any kinks problematic or any fetishes problematic? Fisting. Oh, yes. I find fisting to be so problematic because, like, I know how, like, much issue I've had with my GI tract just from, like, douching. Like, Mm. and fleeting. And so I think about, like, how putting an entire fist up your ass can give you GI problems. Mm. And like how it can actually like puncture and fracture your wounds. And then I also learned that fisting is like directly linked to fecal incontinence. And I was like, so you girls are shitting on yourselves for the sensation of a fist up your ass. I just also have a question. I'm not sure if you know the answer to this, but it's something I thought about and it's probably, and I'm not trying to be funny, but it's something I think about often. When people get fisted, do they ever like put, they like take it out the fist and go like this, like put their hand fully extended? Right. And that, it's so much to get into it. It's just also like, like, I always want to ask. It feels like so like, harm. Yeah. I, I always want to kind of, I don't want to Google it because it sounds stupid to Google, but then it's like, this is a good question I have though. I don't know. It's just like that feels problematic again. So like I mean, this is gonna offend people. I mean, I'm just gonna offend people. I apologize, but yeah, like that's one thing that I find, but I, I link it directly to self-harm, right? I link that to self-harm because again of my own experience of like you know how much people don't realize like shit like fleeting and stuff like that can have on your you know, GI problem, like your GI like functions, really, like it really can, like, you know, certain shit you're supposed to really, you're really supposed to not do it as often as a lot of people do it. And so a lot of people like gain like stomach problems and they gain like, you know what I'm saying, GI issues and they don't realize that that's what it came from. And like, you know, yeah, so um, that's one thing. I also think that bug chasing is really wild. Um... I can think you, that, can you, wait can you just let people know what that is so bug chasers are people who intentionally go after who intentionally who mm-hmm. intentionally spread and contract aids for sexual fetish mm-hmm. yeah um and so they get off at the thought and they kind of like re-stigmatize it because they try to be like they go they they have this like this i guess weird this weird like i yeah fetish of feeling dirty and so it kind of re-stigmatizes 
what a lot of people in, you know, HIV AIDS work have done to like, you know, destigmatize and take this, like, you know what I'm saying? Overall, like sexual, you know, because like a lot of people just associate AIDS with like sexual deviance, right? So they like people have done work to kind of like get that sexual deviance away from it and kind of say, okay, cool. So some people do like, you know, practice, you know, safe sex practices and then still contract this disease, right? And then there are, you know, people who get it through, you know, maybe drug use here and there. There are some people who are born with it, right? There are some people who work in hospitals, you know what I'm saying? And like maybe a slip up happened and they got it from one of the patients, right? You know, it's always, again, like people don't realize that there's so many other ways that you can get it. And so it's like, I feel like this, and again, and that's mutilation, because like they thrive off of the fact that something is eating away at them and like, you know what I'm saying? Killing them. Right. And so like, that's what it is for me that I don't like. And, and it's true. And so this is something that I'm going to bring up. All fetishes and kinks are not good and they are not to be praised. And this is one of them. Fisting. I'm going to let y'all have that. That's just not for me. Bug bug contracting and you know bug chasing it's a gnaw for me dog like it's just no it is it really is because you're <laughs> just putting you're putting yourself and others in harm's way and it's a very dangerous game um and it is very um irresponsible to recreate a stigma that people are actively trying to erase just like rashid said there are so many projects in place to help take the negative stigma away that people that have the that have hiv aids are dirty people because they are not um just like people who have you know um you know stis like other stis other than hiv um are not dirty um and we do have to erase the negative stigma um but also but it's just honestly i just i kind of don't know how else to say that bug chasing and bug contracting is wrong because it's just like it just is um uh, I do I'm sorry and I don't kink shame like I said but this is you have to stop it's very dangerous I don't know how else to say it but so that's the it's thing just, like sometimes kink shaming so that's the things where it's like we're teaching people that kink shaming is like I guess inherently like a bad thing whatever you hear it, shaming, it, you know you automatically but, that it is a bad thing right but sometimes it's necessary to kink shame like if you're actually going then, around yeah. and re-stigmatizing something like HIV AIDS it's a bad thing like because if I would argue with somebody who made a joke about it so I'm definitely going to argue and like you know I'm going to argue down a group of people who are doing it in the name that is dirty like I'm definitely going to argue argue you the fuck down because again like you're weird <laughs> but yeah no definitely in that instance i i i was definitely irresponsible and i did forget about bug chasing about contracting and that was my fault that do shame that that's not something to be played with and also pedophilia disorder is also definitely i mean technically qualified uh, um so you want to take all of mine like what i'm sorry go I ahead just, go ahead i don't you know no for you already know how i feel like i want to expose all the bitches like we don't even we don't play with that like go you know ahead because you're like just go ahead because i have like, like i have something to say after this anyway so go ahead i'm sorry i don't want to take up all the space that i do just want to say that like definitely anything that has to do with kids is definitely off limits for me and like you will also catch a body oh i mean well i will also catch a body over some shit like that if it has to do with the kids in my surrounding so please know i'm not kink shaming you i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> yeah. like i'm gonna fuck you up period no um that's honestly um exactly what i was going to say but i was also going to state that um people are starting to do this thing where they're asking is it a fetish or is it 
um, a sexual orientation. It's pedophilia sexual orientation. Um, and unfortunately, it's creating a lot of conversations, unnecessary and inappropriate conversations about other sexual orientations that I do not like. Um, pedophilia is not a sexual orientation and it should be damned. Um, it's not a fetish, it's mental illness and it's inexcusable. If you touch a child, it's a rap. Um, I, I definitely shame that joint. I definitely do shame that. And you know what? I did forget that people do consider it as a fetish. But yeah, I know some people are trying to say it's a sexual orientation. It is not. Um, and to be honest, even if it's not a kid in my circle, like you probably gonna get like it, it really is a problem. Like that's a child. You know, um, kids are very innocent, they're very pure. Um, and very similar to what we said about Zaya Wade, um, it's just that there's so many other people in the world that you can like, you know, you can experience sexual relations with. Why choose a child? Um, I think that sexual relations are fine, not with children, clearly, um, but, you know, with other adults, so long as they're consensual and safe. Um, both parties agree on it. All parties agree on it. Um, it's really not something I play with. And I think it's very disgusting. And if you are listening today, I really do hope you seek help because you do need fucking help. Um, There's really no way to kind of sugarcoat that joint. But just the last thing, well, not the last thing, but another thing I kind of wanted to talk about as far as fetishes that can be perceived as problematic is voyeurism. Um, People with a voyeurism fetish, um, they need to spy intentionally or or like unsuspecting on somebody um, in, in order to become sexually aroused. So the problem with that is if the person doesn't know um that's you watching them um and it's not consensual and it's problematic because you're then uh, you're then um invading their privacy um that's very harmful um do not condone it at least with voyeurism can be sexy if it's consensual and only if it's consensual if the person is unknowingly being spied on you have to stop that immediately if they did not give you an invitation to do so that joint is just dead it's a dub don't fucking do it um, so that can be problematic in that specific way. But quite frankly, I was going to say for for I was just going to say pedophilia as well as voyeurism. Those are two things. But also, um, for if we're also thinking about like, but age play can kind of be dangerous as well. Um, because it can, and I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying all the time. Age playing all the time does not have to be um dangerous and it doesn't have to lead to pedophilia but it can in some instances it can not saying that will but it can um and also race play very slippery slope you're playing with my friend once slaves and slave masters are coming into the fucking equation i have (laughs) to do i have to fucking do okay what's that little boat they had here go to what is it the mayflower (laughs) baby the mayflower is a boring child the ship has sailed okay okay if you pull out a a fucking slave skirt to go and you tell me to go pick cotton i'm gonna yell mayflower (laughs) the safe word is mayflower (laughs) you have problems okay the safe word is christopher columbus the safe word is I'm out because bitch I'm out. Okay, that's really problematic because like we really should not be enforcing racism. I don't like that at all. I know some people are into it. I'm not. You know, even I don't know if people watch Shameless, but Shameless, you know, V does that shit sometimes, and it makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like it. Oh, wow. Even when they did it, even when they did it, you know, humorously and um chewing gum. I didn't like it. It makes me uncomfortable all the time. There's never any setting where race play does not make me uncomfortable. And if you're a <laughs> black person and it doesn't make you uncomfortable, you really should be reevaluating yourself that because so that's very odd for me. 
That is definitely. I mean, like, I know Rashid. I know Rashid does race play, and I've told him for years that he probably should stop. But I know that it is something that he likes, so I don't. Um, I don't really try to shame him because um, that is my um, my man's a hundred grams, but um, yes, yeah, race play only with black people. <laughs> I mean, you said it. I just affirmed it. I was talking about the white men that you. Oh, ever the white men. Stop playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also just have to add exit. So like similar to like voyeurism, right? So there's been an insurgence, especially with the age of like OnlyFans, right? There's this fetish that people get off on, fetish and kink that people get off on about seeing people have sex in public. And so it like causes people to like, you know, want to produce that content. And so they're doing it at very like risky hours of the day and the night oh. at like things like playgrounds and like museum. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, like yeah. and so I mm-hmm. think that there's like experiences that some people like, you know, that leads them there. And so like, we've all, well, we, I think that we've all, well, not all of us, but a good amount of people have had sex in something like a car. Um, I know some people have sex in work bathrooms and shit like that. Cool, whatever it is that you've done. And shame, that, shame on y'all, because it's, it's shit in the toilet, like I said earlier. I know that like, you know, shit happens, but there are some people who intentionally do it and they do it over and over again. And it's also a thrill for them of getting caught. And like, you know what I'm saying? They go into like their hallways of their apartment buildings, walking with their asses and their dicks out. Um, people doing the trains with kids and like, you know, people traveling to work and they start jerking off on the trains and shit. They do it in Uber rides. I think that that's highly inappropriate. And I think, again, if you don't have good reason for consent of consent like you know what i'm saying then it shouldn't be happening and because other people in your surroundings can't consent to the sexual act that's happening it's become a, if i'm seeing it it's become a group thing right and so that's what i like you know what i'm saying if i have to see your dick or i have to see your genitalia or i have to see you doing any sexual kind of act or acting in any kind of like deviant ass way, right? I've become a part of the equation, right? And so mm. I don't consent to that. And so for me, that's sexual assault. That's grounds for getting your ass beat to me. Like, I think it's really highly inappropriate when I see, the, and it's not sexually arousing to me. For somebody like me, it's not sexually arousing to go on the internet and see that somebody was sneaking and jerking off in the back of somebody's Uber. And then, like, there are some videos where you see the Uber driver, like, looks, and they automatically get uncomfortable, and you start to see, like, their body tense up, and they're like, and then, you know, they say it, like, they go, and they're like, oh, he had caught me, and so then they come back to it, but then you see, like, how, the, like, the driver's, like, positioning has switched up, and they be like, I think he want to touch it, and I'm like, no, he's probably traumatized, this man, this, like, you know what I'm saying, like, middle-aged man, you know, who's, like, fuck not even middle-aged man, this, like, maybe, like, 50-year-old man who's just, like, you know, Ubering just so he can bring some extra money home and put it on the table. It's probably traumatized because you pulled out your fucking dick and you started jacking it off in the back of his fucking Uber. And this has never happened to him before. And so he doesn't know how to react. I don't think there's any more to that than that. And so I think that people who do that shit, like, there's a special place for them. I don't want to say jail, but it's definitely an ass-whooping. There's some type of account that has to be held when people do shit like that like you know what i'm saying 
and people yeah. are like, oh, it's in the, like it's not hurting nobody. And I'm like, no, it's hurting me. It's hurting me because you don't know what kind of sexual trauma I've experienced. So for you to be sharing that with everybody, I think that's weird. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But something else that I wanted to say um, in regard to that is. I know that it is, it is becoming um, something very popular because it's a great deal of pornography that deals with exhibitionism and people having sex in public places. One of the most famous um, people that are known for it, I know a lot of guys and girls look at, and people in general look at, it's called this boy named Fella Run It All. And all of his scenes are in public, basically. And it's very, um, I need people to understand it, even though those are, um, you know, people that do exhibitionism are, um attention seeking but also are seeking a dead adrenaline rush um when you do through things like that it oftentimes results in you becoming a sex offender so i do need you to think about those things as well because that's on your permanent record and once you're a sex offender there's so many things that you can't do and they don't care what type of sex offending you were do you were doing so long as you're a sex offender you're um you know and then just one more point about that and then i really have nothing else to say um we can dead that um part of the conversation if you'd like um i think that it's something to be said oh man i'm losing my train of thought i'm sorry fuck that just got really if awkward I'm, if i'm if i'm allowed to do it you can do it i think that that was wow um what was we what were you saying you were talking about i was talking about being a sex offender because of exhibitionism and why it's dangerous because of the um once you're a sex offender your whole life i mean you're really both a sex offender it changes your whole life because they don't care what type of sex offending you do it's just on your record and it just stains it but you were saying um, stuff it's, before it's, that yeah it's um it was popular in porn because of a lot of porn oh stuff there we go Okay, cool. And so also I need people to understand that when people are doing exhibition on like certain scenes, you can almost always understand and tell that people are in stage scenes. So things that seem like they're outside, there's actually a stage behind them. Okay. Like porn producers have, you know, porn productions have sets when you're dealing with non-amateur porn, right? People are not just going out on Broad Street, in the middle of Broad Street, in front of the fucking checkers and fucking, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I mean, and so again, so there are some who are amateurs and that's who I'm scolding, right? But then also like, again, people like to follow the trends of what they see in porn because again, they start to feel as though what they're doing isn't enough. So they make that assumption and they kind of internalize that as an insecurity. And so that's what they begin to perform. They begin to perform what they see as what other people want to see as desirable. And because that's the content that's being seen, that's the content that's being put out. There's no other like, you know, I guess, landing that a person could come to if they're viewing it. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. Fetishes and kinks, exploring them is a lot. I think that the only information that I would just like, not the only information, the only kind of advice I would like to offer is that you should never get into anything and consent to anything that you aren't familiar on. So if somebody discloses their kinks and fetishes to you, it's not about necessarily, again, besides the ones that we've talked about. Um, but, you know, it's very important that people, when they disclose them to you, you can decline, Right but you don't have to be mm -hmm. disrespectful. Yeah, 100%. Um, but you should um, never just go into anything that you aren't fully aware of. That means you can't give your full consent. 
So that not only puts you in a compromising position, but it then puts them in a compromising position because it's it, it still is like, you know, like how are they supposed to, you know what I'm saying? If they ask you, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it can be from a point of like, well, they if they say they already know about it, because some people do, some people front in relationships and be like, I'm into this. And then when they get to it, they're like panicking. They're like, I didn't actually know what this was about. But it's like, you also let that person on. So like, they didn't know that. So like, it was leading them astray. And now like you in this like real compromised position where now you have to get shitted on. <laughs> like, I, I'll be tight. Just <laughs> the bottom line and just make sure you do your research. Cause I'm gonna be damned if somebody shit on me. I don't know they bought this shit on me. Like girl, I would, I'm sorry, like, even though I said yes, I would have had to fight that motherfucker because you're not shitting on me. Like, you need to triple check first to understand that I understand what you're asking me. That is so funny, man. <sighs> so, because then you get yourself in a weird position where you have to dirty talk, talking about how you're going to ingest somebody because they're vorophilia. <laughs> yes, that happened to me. It's becoming too much. Your experiences are always the greatest. I, you know, it, I think the reason why I'm so chill now is because, like, I think I lived um, a lot of the shit that I shouldn't have lived, the exciting shit. So now also, I'm able to settle down with my child. So Also, when you go through a childbirth that almost kills you, almost everything else seems light as fuck. Really? Because now I go to the doctor's office, they're like, can I puncture your ear and your mom? Like, I guess, because I just... <laughs> I, I see my fucking uterus on the table when I was giving birth. I'm like, this, yeah, I can do that. That's also, normal. <laughs> also, just want to say real quick, when I gave birth, before I gave birth to her, there was a line of um, resident doctors that were in line to um, fill up my cervix. So, yeah, that was uncomfortable. But yeah, um, I, I don't think I have anything else to say about that specific question or anything else to say about the concept, the topic of kinks and fetishes. Do you think, Rashi? No, I really don't. I think we've we've had a mouthful. I think we said more than what I thought we were actually going to say. So here we are, tired. My mouth is dry. I'm ready to go consume the Tina Turner documentary that's came out. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I like this episode though. Um, as usual, I just want to um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, cause it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure recording with Rashid. Um, I like talking about kinks and sex and everything else. Absolutely, definitely um, one of and, our bonding points. Yeah, that's the that's the foundation of our relationship. You know, him talking about him getting his nipples electrocuted. So whoring. Yep. Yeah. Precisely. Yes. On period. So I guess before we go, Erie, I just want to say, um, guess I want to ask what was the peak of your week, or even the peak of your last two weeks since we haven't talked to the girls. The peak of my week is Shiloh standing up on the couch. Um. They grow up so fast. The peak of my week is shallow sitting up on the couch, me getting clarity on my job, and me seeing my boo thing. Those are the three peaks. What are your peaks? <sighs> For the past two weeks, since you want to be all hype and shit, go ahead. My peak would have to be... I received a nomination for an award from the fifth <laughs> annual... Black Excellence Gala at Temple. Did you just say this modestly? I'm really kind of confused. Well, no, yeah. it was well, it was unexpected. Like it was very unexpected. I was like, wow. Coming. I'm really fucking heavy. If I if Shiloh wasn't sleeping, I would be louder. You would have yelled, right? Um and also like just more people around me are getting vaccinated. So I am able to communicate 
physically with more people. So mm-hmm. I am just so happy that I can start engaging again physically with some people. Um, and that's like the the ups of my week. You got any peeps? Mm. Pits? I, I mean, don't have any, any pits. I'm sorry. I actually, I actually don't have any pits. Um, yeah, I don't have any pits. Um, my period's off. So I'm good. The Thank pit of know. my week was seeing Utica make those jokes on um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Having to see her bit all sh- gave me some oh, yeah. embarrassment. I've never been so embarrassed for somebody in my life as to when um, she made that joke about Lonnie on stage and then Lonnie was like, but you're the one who's um, who's who's bombing it. And then she tried to like follow up with a joke about RuPaul. She said, RuPaul, you look so good for us. And she stood up. I mean, she said, can you stand up for us? And RuPaul looked at her and then put his middle fingers up. And I was like, yeah, whenever the judges eat you the fuck up during a roast, you're going home. And also seeing Simone in the bottom too. I was about to say that. I was like... Definitely yeah, the peak I mean. of my was definitely the pit of my week. Um, but I'll move past it. Definitely. It's gonna be all right, baby girl. On period. You're not fat, you just more to love. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Um, I just I know I said that earlier. Um, didn't mean to say it again, but I always thank you guys because without you guys, well, we'd still be talking, but you guys wouldn't be listening. So <laughs> On period. So, so, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it sounds like we come to an end. Um, if that sounds appropriate, have we come to an end? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I'm going to close it out. I'll be always doing. I am going to give a thank you to everybody who's been listening to us, and we're sorry we had to take that week. But well, I'm not going to apologize for taking some time to rest for ourselves. However, we do appreciate you sticking it out and um, waiting for us as we took our week of break and our week of Sabbath. Um, and we are back and we are ready to just enjoy all this time with you. And we have some amazing things in line for you as time goes on. And we hope to see everybody next week, next Monday. Um, you're listening to your, well, let me close it out my normal way. I'm sorry, y'all. Representing the gays and the girls, you're listening to your favorite two fat hosts. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. The Mother, a.k.a. Throw on Aquafina. And I'm sitting here Wait. with Erica, a.k.a. Mamiana, a.k.a. Fat by You, a.k.a. The Mother of Shiloh. This has been another week of the Girls' Room, and we thank you for listening, and we'll hit y'all y'all beepers next week. Holla at your girls. Bye.